0: My name is Christian di Tacchio. And this is Juliano Clary.
1: And this is Tifosi Football Radio. Thanks so much for joining us on a Monday evening, Monday, December the 21st. Crazy, crazy match day 13. Uh, a lot of disappointments, a lot of surprises, a lot of whatever kind of games. <laughs> uh, Roma, mi- Roma. It was a mixed batch. I got a lot to say about Roma. We'll be talking about Roma a little bit later tonight. Um, But uh, it is Monday, December the 21st. We have finished Match Day 13. Match Day 14 is right around the corner. We got two games tomorrow on Tuesday, December the 22nd, and then the rest of the games on the 23rd. And then it's going to be a bit of a Christmas break, a holiday break, and uh, they will not be back until the new year. So... Let's make this. Uh, let's make this episode let's count.
0: And we're gonna make it count right now. I, I brought a little surprise. Oh, here we go. <laughs> What'd you bring? Because Roma, oh, they're not gonna have no Panettone this uh, New Year or Christmas. I brought a a nice oh a nice pandoro for a Roma fan here. Oh,
1: Muzzi Tommaso, <laughs> thank you. We thank
0: have you a, very much. A pandoro.
1: Thank you very much is right from the this is right from right Italy. from the motherland holy cow
0: no panettone for the roma fans thanks
1: bro <laughs> no problem i appreciate it i'm gonna kill that <laughs> thing tomorrow don't
0: choke on it like roma eh?
1: yeah yeah well listen we'll, we'll talk about roma a little bit later and i got a lot to say i got a lot to say about that roma game and i got a lot to say about roma i, I think people will be surprised by my comments too um i haven't given up on them uh, that's a little bit of a preview, <laughs> but let's uh, let's let's jump right in because uh, let, let's talk about Match Day 13, and then we're gonna preview Match Day 14, and then I want to talk about a couple of big transfers that are coming up—one uh, for Atalanta, and yes, one for Roma. Um, before we uh, before we wrap up for tonight, so let's start. Fiorentina Verona play out to a one-one draw. It was basically an exchange of penalties. Uh, I, I think both teams—a tie was. A tie was well deserved for both teams. Um, the one thing I w- I do have a couple of things I want to say about this. I feel bad for Bareka, you know, getting his debut, his Fiorentina debut, 80 seconds in, he concedes a penalty. I, I,
0: yeah, terrible, the, terrible the, debut, terrible, terrible. It really, but you know what? It was a BS penalty, I it, think.
1: There's not much contact in it,
0: and the ref. Don't exist, but he did make a make-up penalty. Yeah, for uh, no,
1: I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you on that. The one comment I want to make is on that Veloso penalty. Yeah. So, if you want to talk about a perfectly placed penalty in the bottom corner, look up the Miguel Veloso penalty on Fiorentina. No goalkeeper in the world, not even the best goalkeeper in the world, is going to stop that. No, I know nobody, nobody so well placed penalty there check it out i was so impressed with it 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 perfectly placed perfectly placed it, when you see the ball get buried in the net it goes past the post tucked it perfectly that's a hard penalty to do and Miguel Veloso setting an example there perfect penalty um got to give credit to Vlahovic Scoring penalty another goal. penalty, Two penalty yeah, back to back penalties. He, he, Listen, he's finished them when the opportunity comes, yeah. he gets them right.
0: Confidence builders for him,
1: confidence builder for sure. Fiorentina's defense played a lot better in this game, I would say. I think they had, they had a better defensive line than Hellas Look, Rona's. We're
0: watching the penalty right now. That is, yeah, that's, that's really that's, that's the Badeka, that's the Badeka penalty. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, absolutely ridiculous, but uh what I one thing I was surprised with in this game was Jurich's approach. Uh as compared to Fidentina. Fiorentina didn't look satisfied with the point. They were the team that kept pressing they did. looking for the win. Jurich seemed fine to play for a draw. I don't know why. This is a out of form Fidentina team and you wanna and you should beat them to get into those European spots and stay in there. And uh he was fine just sitting back and after the game the whistleblowers he's given all his players high five and he's have Listen, that, this is not a good result for Verona.
1: No, it's not a good result for Verona, but I don't think Ivan Juric wants to stray away from his plan. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it seemed like. That's what it is. We're getting points along the way. Sometimes they're going to be wins. Sometimes if they can be draws, a draw is better than a loss for Hell's Verona. Let's face it. Are they aiming for a European spot? Probably not. They probably don't think they have what it takes. But and that I think, and that, think that's, they should show more ambition. They should only. show more ambition. But these are, this is some of the mentality of some of these clubs. And I think Hells of is content finishing in a mid-table spot. I but really What's do. the point
0: of finishing mid-table? There's Just, no point. I don't know. I don't know. That's the one thing I'd say I was a bit disappointed with. Because if they won that game, that would have put them uh, above Atalanta and Lazio on 22 points. But uh, they played out for that draw. And Pendelli I was satisfied with his approach just the forwards aren't clicking for him they're not he Re- had an okay game again yeah. and uh, Prendelli has shown some of his tactical acumen yeah he changed the system, started with the three man defense.
1: And they played the ball from the back. Exactly. The defenders played the ball from the back. And like I said, they played very well. They did the back
0: three. What I liked what he did was so he started with a three, five, one, one. Yeah. And then he switched it to a three-four-three because three, he saw that Verona was playing three at the back. He wanted the goal. He started going three for three. His three his three forwards against the three center backs. And he was trying to the them one on one and it was working but they just couldn't uh, score and so had a solid game yeah nothing not another not a great game but solid enough to uh get a point for verona
1: yeah absolutely so one one draw there i think uh like Giuliano said fiorentina is a little disappointed but uh Helles verona for some reason is uh really happy with uh with how it worked out, let's move on to the next game. Sampdoria bringing Crotone back down to earth. Yes, three to one victory. A uh, couple things I have here: Fabio Quagliarella, six goals in the Serie A now. Already, Could have wow. been seven.
0: Wow, already had
1: the goal, had the last goal not been disallowed. And uh, Sampdoria, Claudio Ranieri. I got to give this guy a lot of credit. He's he's really he's working wonders with this Sampdoria team. He's getting the best out of them. He knows they're not the greatest. He knows what their weaknesses are. He covers those up and then he just plays to their strengths. Jakub Yankto, heck of a game, goal and an assist in this game. By far man of the match.
0: Yeah, he's really made up for it since that one really bad performance. He
1: had. Yeah, yeah. Jakub I think Jakub Yankto, watch out. He's probably going to be. The main name in the Czech Republic national team for for time to come, and he's played most of it most of his time, most of his career so far in Italy, coming from Udinese over to Sampdoria. Um, Damsgaard as well, fantastic game, picked up a goal there. But the one person, the two people I want to talk about is Fabio Cuadrella, first and foremost, the captain coming off the bench, bagging a goal, almost to six goals, a man his age. He's playing phenomenal. I think Roberto Mancini has a problem attacking wise on the national team, and we know that. Why not, for depth, bring in the experience of Fabio Quagliarella? Why not? You know he's not going to play. What did Marcello Lippi do in 2006? He brought people in Zaghi. We saw people in Zaghi for 20 minutes. And and he he scored a goal. He scored a big goal. He scored a big goal against the Czechs. But we didn't see him for the rest of the tournament. What did he offer, though? He offered a veteran presence Mm -hmm. for the younger guys, for the Iaquintas, for the Lucatonis of the world. So maybe Fabio Quagliarella should be an option. Um, The other thing I want to talk about, Emilio Dero, again... I mean, the one Crotona goal was a penalty, which we were just seeing on the highlights now. But I want to talk about this penalty. By Simi, one of the weirdest run ups. Yeah, it was one of the weirdest run-offs. But if you look, Emilio Daryl stood on his feet as long as he
0: could to read it. And he read it right. He just, too much power from... What I was going to say, actually, I think that penalty, if you ask me, It's illegal. Simi, the way he stops, Simi, exactly. He's You're technically not allowed to stop anymore. No, so you're not. He, he approaches really slow, mm-hmm. and then he completely stops on his left foot, yeah. and then he goes, takes another step, and then he strikes the ball. Yeah. Once you stop, that's it. The penalty is done. Should be fair. The ref should be blowing the whistle. That's My why dude. you see guys like Bruno Fernandes, Jorginho, now they do that, that hop. Yeah. It's to compensate for what Mario Balotelli used to yeah. do, the, the stop and then hit. So that penalty I don't even think should have counted. First of all, the penalty should not even be given because it was, a, I think, another soft penalty. It was. There was a couple of soft penalties yeah. this week. We're officiating. Again, this is midweek. It's carried on into yeah. the weekend. I just want to say, too, Giovanni Stropa, I didn't understand. Crotone had 60% ball possession up into the 60th minute yeah. of this game from, yeah. from the start of the game somehow Sampdoria, the team with better players managed to sit back and be the counterattacking team which completely played into their hands yeah. you would have thought Crotone with their recent victory they won by sitting back and playing the counter you, think, it you thought it would have been them but no, Giovanni Stropa I think wanted to come out and bring the game to Sampdoria, which is the complete wrong approach And it, and it was the for. wrong approach,
1: but I think the reason why is because they built some confidence, they got 4 points in the last 2 games some you got to realize points. what you
0: are. You got to realize what you are.
1: I think I think Crotone, the staff and Crotone Stropo included think they're better than what the record shows, which is the very which is the wrong approach cuz they're it not. That is.
0: That's bad management. That is bad management. That is very bad management.
1: That is bad management. That's why I think this guy's a this guy's a problem and he yeah. needs to go. Yes, he got four points over the last two games before this game, but he could have got something in this against the Sampdoria team, even if it was a point.
0: Yeah, you're you're playing right into the hands of Renetti. Right into their hands. Yeah. And Ranieri is probably laughing. Oh, for sure. He's probably laughing. But... Because Ranieri's team is going to struggle yeah. when they got to attack you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It makes no sense. I don't understand Stropa, the, the approach. No. But this. Uh, congratulations to Sam Doria.
1: Big 3-1 to win there. Now let's move on to the big drubbing. I don't know how...
0: I think Giuliano called Parma listen, to do something Listen, here. listen. Parma... Before, before I we think get into this, Parma had the biggest chance of the game. And my whole prediction was off of the fact of who was going to score first. And I really thought Parma was going to score first. But that old veteran there, Buffon Annette, stopped Kuchka's breakaway shot. Beautiful save that was going through his legs. He stopped it right here. And that was the difference. That save allowed juve to win if that goal went in in the 14th minute parma would have sat back 11 guys in the box in the midfield area and juve would have had all the trouble in the world but that big save that big moment buffon created allowed juve to win this game for nothing because after that goal came in parma had nothing else to do but try and score and they were exposed and they got destroyed that save by buffon is so underestimated how big it was no
1: it was huge and Back to back performances from John Luigi Buffon.
0: He's played better than Chesney. I know it's only been two games, but those two performances have been so good. Yes. That uh, he should be starting over Chesney, I yeah. think. Whether you could do that week in, week out, that's I don't another think thing. He that's, can. The, that's the other thing. I
1: don't think he can. I think right now, yes, he's played better than Chesney,
0: but I think it's the balance. He's not yeah. in game,
1: in game out. He's in for a handful of games. And if I'm going to be very picky, there are some things in his game that have that have dropped drastically and yes he's a he's 42 43 years old so i'm not trying to nitpick at john luigi buffon but and i'm not a i'm not a i'm not a i'm not the goalkeeper of goalkeeper analysts i'm really not i'm far from it but the one thing that i do notice from john luigi buffon at this age is he spills the ball a lot a lot more than he used to and he has to rely on guys like Delit and
0: Bonucci to clear it. He'll he'll make the first save and But I feel like Buffon's always been like that. I remember watching him in his very first appearance for Italy, yeah. against Lithuania, I think it was. It was Russia. Was it Russia? It was Russia. It
1: was in the playoff.
0: So the first time I watched him was against Lithuania in a qualifier, World Cup qualifier game or a Euro. He's he spilled the ball. And it was like and I was young at the time, but I'm watching this guy I'm like, this is gonna be Italy's starter. This guy's terrible. He's got no hands. That's what I thought at, in at that his, age. In his prime, his hands were like glue. Yeah. In his prime, but now you just the, the, you
1: see a lot of spilling, and that's that. That's very vulnerable because anybody can go and tap that in, especially if you're not picking up your man. And if you have Benucci back there, sometimes mm-hmm. he can't see below his nose, so <laughs> he doesn't see who's behind them, and they come and tap it in. But. Uh, the one thing I gotta say about this game, Juve came in. It was a massacre. This is the Juventus we know. This is the Juventus that we fear. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, two goals. Alvaro Morata, two assists and a goal. I
0: know. Ronaldo got all the plaudits, but you know what? Morata. Morata was the man of the match. Morata was the man of the match.
1: Man so. of the match. He got his head out of his culo there.
0: He got no credit, Morata, for I this know. game.
1: And he got. And that was a really good bounce back game. Yeah. from I guess Pirlo must have reamed him out, and and uh, Morata knows I'm not going to do that again. So, Morata, hands down, now the match. Aaron Ramsey played phenomenal in the midfield. Kulusevsky played really good, too. They, they This Juventus team was firing.
0: Yeah, Benton Kour, Again, this guy's an unsung hero in the midfield as he well. Is. I think he does everything. He's a passer destroyer. He is. He runs all day. Yeah. This guy is the linchpin, and the uh, oh, for sure. he allows guys like Ramsey and McKennie for sure to express themselves going forward. He takes a lot of the defensive responsibility. I think Pirlo's found his midfield now. Yeah, uh, with this trio, and if he sticks with this three-man D and this trio in the midfield, they're going to be dangerous. They
1: are going to be dangerous. They are going to be dangerous. I think Juve's uh, definitely definitely going to finish top two. Guaranteed. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's a guarantee. Um, but uh, this is this is just routine work for them, and they are still technically undefeated. They are still technically undefeated. Parma, on the other hand,
0: just what are you what are you gonna do? I'm telling you, that save was a difference. It would have changed the game completely. I beg to differ. It would it would have changed the game completely.
1: I beg to differ. I think this was just going to be a UVA onslaught, and, and and that's it. So UVA deservedly getting the three points here. Parma deservedly getting nothing. And
0: uh, that being said, Torino-Bologna.
1: Torino-Bologna. And uh, what can we say about this game?
0: I don't know. This was one of the least eventful games for me. Sirigu dropped again. for. uh
1: That's one thing I want to talk about. Vanya, Milinkovic, Savic played a really good game for Torino in here. He kept them alive in this game. Because Bologna really did take it to them. Yeah. They did, so credit to Marco Giampaolo sticking with Vanya Milinkovic Savic. This guy has got potential to be a stud of a goalkeeper. He's got the size. He just needs more experience, and he's got he's he's young. He's got the years ahead of him. So when this guy hits his prime, starting, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. It,
0: Neither goalie was tested too, too much. The goal that he did let in, Milikovic Savic, I Went think his he, he should have yeah. saved it. Went through his legs. Soriano it saw happens. right away. It happens. He left the wickets wide open. Costa, he's not a good backup. No, that was a terrible goal Verdi, to concede. kicks it into his own net almost. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't understand why he didn't go down, head, I don't know. headed arms first. I don't know. And grab the ball. Why would you go for the leg? That was just... It, you, it was strange. You got to have a
0: better backup in that.
1: Well, that's the problem with Da Costa. I mean, they went. They.
0: Uh, he, he dropped you points. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and I know.
1: He did drop you points, but. Who was the goalkeeper they had in the Roma game again? What was his name? In
0: the, it was him again, I think. Da
1: Costa? It wasn't DaCosta. Costa. It wasn't DaCosta. Costa. Was, I think it was Ravaglia or something. Ravaglia. Something like that.
0: I'll pull it up quick.
1: And, and, and he got. Chewed up. Absolutely chewed up. So they went with Da Costa this game. And Da, da Costa is technically your third string now, right? Yeah, Federico Rovalho. Ravaglia, right? So now the Costa makes a boneheaded move like that. Do you move to your fourth string goalkeeper? The Canadian. In Sebastian Brezza, yeah. twenty-two-year-old well. Canadian. What
0: But you got to lose if your goalies are losing your games already. Yeah. Absolutely. If he loses your game, so what?
1: This guy, and and just a quick, just a quick uh, shout out to Sebastian Breza. This guy is Canadian. This guy is somebody to watch out for for the Canadian national team. This guy's only twenty two years old. He's 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 two meters tall. He's one hundred ninety six centimeters. He's huge. <laughs> he's like six five. He's huge, and he's been in Italy for a long time. His previous teams, he played for Potenza, he played for Monopoly, and he played for our beloved Palermo. So he's trialed and tested in Italian football, not at the top level yet. Maybe this is the time to give him a break. Yeah, and the fact that a Canadian, whether it's a fourth string or a first string, is in the top flight of Italy says a lot. It says a lot. Yes, we understand that Saputo is the owner of Bologna. So, yes, you are, you're going to eventually see some Canadian talent going there. But this is huge for Canadian developmental, developmentally. And John Herdman needs to get on this. You have two goalkeepers that are in the city on now from Canada. Axel Desjardins for Spezia. Sebastian Brezza for Bologna. Will they see minutes in the top flight? Probably not. They should probably get a loan, get more experience. But these guys are in the European system. Give these guys a shot. You can only rely on Milan Borjan for so long. His time is coming up now. So, John Herdman, if you're listening, please look up these guys. Axel Desjardins, Sebastian Brezza. Get videotape. Get scouting on them. Get these guys in the
0: system now. They're there for a reason. Exactly. That's. So, what do you what do you think of Gianpaolo and this result? He's got to be disappointed. He's disappointed. You had okay. the lead. Yeah, and he blew it against like a
1: Bologna it. team that's a mess.
0: A Bologna team who has the fifth worst defense in the league. Yep, it's on, it's poor. It's, yeah, poor. it's poor.
1: Bologna's happy to get the point for sure. Torino,
0: I'm gonna say right now, I think Torino's going down.
1: Torino's going down unless if you they keep up, their up guard.
0: this garb. If you keep up this crap, yeah, yeah, this this has to be a win because yeah. now you look. Even if they win their next game, Torino, they still aren't out of the relegation zone. So it's just gonna get harder and harder. Yeah. And if you're, if you're ownership, uh, if you're Cairo
1: as an owner, I would be hitting the panic button. I'd be hitting the panic button at match day 10. I gave this guy 10 games and this is where he put me. And this is the players I gave him. These players are good players. They are better than a bottom three. Clearly they're playing systems that don't work and clearly there's a lack of confidence and clearly there's a lack
0: of buy-in. When when do the results improve? They got Napoli next. Yeah. They have uh, after Napoli. I just saw it. They have Parma next. Okay. And then after Parma, they have Verona. So if
1: I'm the owner, if I'm Cairo, is what I do.
0: And then AC Milan after that. So when does the results are getting better? If this better? is
1: from this, this is what I do. Do <laughs> like it or not? Because it's such a short turnaround, you might as well just go with it for the Napoli game. If he gets a tie in the Napoli game, he can go. He can survive knowing in the new year that he he can run with this Torino team one game at a time. If he gets you, a, if he doesn't get you a result here, not even a point, which obviously is probably what's going to happen, you have two weeks to axe him and find a replacement. And there are some alternatives out there that are better than Marco Giampaolo. And I'm sorry to say this, but I think once Marco Giampaolo, it's inevitable, I think he is going to get the axe. But just a matter of when, once he gets the axe... I don't think he's going to have a, a career coaching in the top flight ever again. He's, he's Yeah. you is.
0: might as well go back to the Swiss Super League because that's where you're going to that's where you're good, buddy. He had employee, then yeah. he fell at Milan and now this is turning out to be a failure.
1: It, it is. It was Sampdoria. Oh yeah. Sampdoria, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um so if I'm Cairo, man, when we own a club one day, we're going to be pretty cutthroat, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> We are going to own a club one day. We just don't know where. <laughs> We're trying to figure that out,
0: Giuliano and I. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, is there anything else you got to say about this game?
0: No, that's it. This yeah. game it wasn't that exciting. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't two, that str- exciting. two struggling teams. Two
1: struggling teams. Now let's move on to another dud of a draw. Caleri Udinese 1-1. Yeah,
0: but this game was uh, not great either.
1: No, it wasn't. The <laughs> one thing I will say is... Someone finally broke his duck. He came off the bench, and he scored. So, a huge congratulations to Kevin Lasagna. He's got a goal. He did it. It took 13 games, but he's got a goal.
0: He did it. He did he's it.
1: He's got a goal. And uh, I think Lutonese played a lot better than Kallidi in this right game. Right off the honest.
0: counter, I mean, Lasagna. Right off the counter. Yeah. I mean... uh think a nice free kick. He
1: did. He scored a really good set piece there.
0: Cranio. Kranio was the reason why Khalidi didn't lose this game. Yeah. I think Kalididi would have to be happier with the point. Yeah, he made some huge saves, especially early on in the game. Yeah, uh, and that kind of set the tempo again. It did. Udine can see conceded first. I mean, yeah, Udeney conceded first, and then Kalididi, you know, they could sit back, do their thing, and Udine had to approach and score a goal. Yeah, which absolutely. eventually they did. But when you're up against a tough goalkeeper like Kranio it's, it's hard. Tough to score more than one goal against. Hard.
1: I think the Cagliari defense looked a little more consistent with Diego Godín back there again. He makes a big difference. He makes a huge difference. A huge difference. A huge difference. He a difference. makes a huge difference. I want to make a special shout out to a Udinese defender that I have been watching for years now. He played. He's totally He was Torino owned. Went to Spal. Went to now he's at Udinese. Kevin Bonifazi. Yeah. Twenty-four years old. Watch out for this guy. This guy has. He's very raw. He has the capability of being a late bloomer and somebody that the national team can rely on down the road. He's got the size, he's got the commitment, and he's got the brains. If you watch the way Kevin Bonifazi played at center back for Udinese this game, he played really well. He was arguably the best defender back there in the back three. Hands down.
0: Yeah, impressive display by him. Hands down. There was really no outstanding players in this game besides Cragno No. and Nico Genius. Pusueto getting his uh assist on the goal for Lasagna. Beautiful pass right here. Boom. Nice little chip. Congratulations, Kevin. Served on a platter, Lasagna, and uh, He delivered. He, it. he delivered. It came nice and warm. Uber
1: Eats. Look what it means to him. <laughs>
0: He could, it, He must be a huge sigh of relief. He needed. I, it it kind of looked offside to me. I'm surprised uh, Vard didn't say anything. Yeah, he looked offside by his well, toe. Maybe he tested it. but Maybe he counted. really
1: put... Yeah. Congratulations to Udinez. Udinez will be happy with this draw. I think, I think both teams will be happy with this draw at the end of the day. Mid-table obscurity for both of them.
0: This season, yeah, I agree.
1: So congratulations to both
0: teams if you want to say that now yeah. now where are we going next we're going to saswola we're going to saswola what a joke what record a set joke. Here. Yeah. record in the city yeah, six the seconds in. Look, look this, at this. this was a set piece how does this happen this was planned how does this happen at the same time this is a a joke on Sasuolo. like what if kind you're of did zerby you got to be humiliated look look, look kind at kind of defending look at the this? gaps look this is something from a video game. Yeah. Everyone's half asleep. Yeah. Listen, no you got to be focused. The first five... Uh, that's my my—that's my belief. If you can see it in the first five minutes of a game, it's because your head's up yeah. in the clouds and yeah. you're not in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Swallows kind of been like the past yeah. couple of uh, games.
1: Yeah, they've... We're starting...
0: Swallow is coming back
1: down to reality, I think. <laughs> this is what's happening. But they were lucky.
0: That goal in the eighth minute was called back. Yeah. Very lucky. Mar- I hate those marginal offsides. Yeah.
1: They're tough, right? They're tough. But Sassuolo came into this game, and that goal totally deflated them.
0: Oh, it destroyed their entire game
1: Totally plan. destroyed them. They were lucky to get one back at the end. Um,
0: Listen. After that goal, when Milan was able to do their counterattacking. Yeah. that That's why you play Leao up front. You don't play Leao up front because you think he's going to be a target. Man. No. You play Leao because he's going to run in the channels. Yeah. And he's going to create opportunities through his runs. Yeah. That's why you play him. And after Milan was able to clog up the middle, it was the Berardi show. It was. They had nobody. They had no Locatelli in there. No Caputo. It was strictly Berardi. Yeah. Juric has been invisible. Traore has been invisible. De all invisible. Berardi had to do everything. He had six shots. Ended up scoring one off a deflected free kick. Yeah. And uh, there's no answer. There's no Plan B. No. Sassuolo has been figured out by all their opponents. They have been. And the ZB has to come up with the Plan B. He does. And uh, just too easy. They made yeah. it way too easy for Milan. This should have been a real test for Milan. And it wasn't. And I was I was really surprised by that. It wasn't. And uh, once it was two nothing, it was they
1: just game over. It was game over. Even though Sassuolo dominated possession, created chances, it the Milan. Hap- they, they, got the, they got the three
0: points. What's the second goal winner? They're in, in the driving seat after. That. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat.
1: but more, uh,
0: more injury scares for them.
1: More injury scares. So Zlatan, like Juliano predicted, is going to be a lo- a little bit longer. Now he picked up a calf injury.
0: That's in my profession, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I'm licensed in that, so that's why I know that. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so uh... One of
0: my professions.
1: One of <laughs> Juliano's many professions. I have many professions. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Yeah, so Zlatan out a little bit longer, so they're going to have to be looking at alternatives. There are obviously going to be some panic buys. Um, Their whole midfield is going to be out. We'll talk about that a little bit later against Lazio. They're they're just decimated
0: by injuries now. Like I said, I think we're going to see. Tonali. Did you just say Tonali too? Tonali too. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. uh, Adductor strain. Yeah. They're just. What did you think of him again? Sandro Tonali? What did you think of his performance? I didn't think he was that great. He was invisible in this game. I know. I. I guess Pioli's doing the right thing. He's been easing him in. With, He's been playing with Cassie, easing him in. in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's yet to do anything that catches the eye, but yeah. at least he's getting game time. Exactly. Uh, one player that I've been impressed with ever since he's come in, since kyred has been out. Kalulu. Kalulu, my yeah. God. This guy's 19, 20 years old. Been phenomenal. Already looking like he's been playing this game he's out playing romagnoli yeah. so when kair comes back do you bench kalulu do you bench romagnoli i think you be- <laughs> i i know seriously i think <laughs> i think
1: realistically you might but that's the problem romagnoli is your captain like the he's they, a, he's a good
0: passer us. he's a good defender he's, he's a threat on the offense yeah. uh, on set pieces this guy does everything i know this guy does everything
1: that uh, Pioli's is going to have a tough decision to make Tough decision to make here,
0: because Ro- he's making Romagnoli look like the passenger. Yeah. He's making Romagnoli look like the understudy. Yeah, he's making Romagnoli look like Bonucci. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: what he's making Romagnoli look like. So, um,
0: that's. But what do you think about Milan? What do you think about their recent performances? Haven't been great. They
1: haven't been great. They're, but they're winning. They keep winning. They keep winning. But they, Jules, they haven't played. They've played. They've tied Roma. They've beaten Inter. And Inter,
0: Inter that was a shambles at the beginning of the year.
1: It was. And so they haven't... You got to play Juventus still. Right? You got to play Juve. You got to play... I think they got to play Napoli still, right? They got to play Atalanta still. They got to play Lazio still. Yeah, they still haven't played a lot of the teams at the top of the table. They haven't. That's the problem. What's going to happen when they play these guys? Because... Like it or not That tie In that Roma game Was well deserved The 3-3 tie Milan didn't deserve To win that game Milan in my opinion Didn't deserve to win The Inter game That was
0: more so Inter screwing up Themselves And And In that game If I remember correctly Inter Yeah they created More shot They did they did. And, they and hey, I'm not, I'm not an Inter fan by
1: any means, but I'm just telling you what I saw. And I don't hate AC Milan. I really don't.
0: I just hate the fans sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> there's there's something special about them this year. There's a steal about them. Like, I don't remember looking at the table and seeing this trio at the top. It's been probably over a decade since Milan, entered and Juve been 1, 2, 3 in the league. Yeah, it's, it's
1: interesting. It's interesting. I just, like I said, I think Milan's going to come down to reality
0: and uh i know for me when i look at them there's something missing
1: there is something and even
0: missing. with that time in their team there's something just not right yeah. about this team maybe papu gomez is the it's, answer it's unpolished maybe he is maybe papu gomez is the answer maybe things will change when he comes but that we'll talk about that
1: a little bit later yeah Obviously, i just yeah. i
0: feel like they miss they're missing something in the midfield still this team yeah they are missing something and that's the just my they are but, no you're right you know what but if they go on to win this good Good for then them. Who knows, right? Good for them.
1: But uh, big 2-1 to one win there for Milan to stay the top. Undefeated
0: end. still after 13 games.
1: Undefeated still. One of two teams undefeated. And so. you can't be bad and do that. That's no, the thing. exactly.
0: Regardless of who you're playing.
1: So let's move on to the next game. Benevento. Genoa.
0: Yeah, Genoa. My God. Yeah. This is it. You don't win this, you're done. Yeah. This and also was the game. People got Rolando Maran sacked. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. Finally. Genoa have replaced him with Davide Ballardini. Not. I don't know. That's, it's terrible. A, it's terrible. It's another terrible management move. This isn't going to do nothing. It's not going to do anything. It's better than Maran. I don't think so. It is better than Maran. His last job was at Genoa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so. Points per match you picked up one point four sorry one point four seven points per match. Uh, I don't know. It's not inspiring. You're gonna it's see Ge- you're gonna see Genoa
1: now play. Uh, you're gonna see Genoa play a flooded sit back approach. I don't think you're gonna see Genoa playing a four four two anymore. That's what you're, you're gonna see Genoa play like Crotona now. But Genoa's got the pieces. To hit to launch the counterattacks. They got some good pieces there. And yeah, as crazy as it sounds, they have some good pieces there. I think Matia Perrin is a fantastic goalkeeper. He just doesn't have the team is not set up in front of him well enough for him to be successful. They got some good goal some good uh some good defense there in Eduardo Golaniga. Andrea Maziello, Domenico Criscito like,
0: How do you how do you go from tying Milan two two and not using that? Momentum to go beat Benevento. I don't know. Not saying Benevento is bad, but. I don't know. Like, come on. You just tied Milan. I don't know. What happened? I don't, I don't <laughs> what know. What happened here? I
1: don't know. Mattia Destro is only good for one game a month, and he clearly showed <laughs> that. He, Seriously. He was a ghost in this game.
0: He's uh he's invisible.
1: He was a ghost in this game.
0: Scamaca is now on the bench. Yeah. You know, he comes on.
1: And he was terrible coming off the bench. So was Goran Pandev.
0: I just don't think these guys are motivated. I don't think they're playing they're, for they're Madan, they, Obviously, they they, 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 there's no buy-in. There's no buy-in. No. So maybe with Ballardini,
1: there might be some buy-in. You never know. You a, never know. You never know.
0: A different name, regardless of who they are and what the resume is, sometimes it's a nice change. Listen, his stats aren't aren't terrible. Like his last uh, time he was at Genoa, thirty-six games played, sixteen wins, five draws, fifteen losses, forty-four. 40 against 44 mid table win percentage mid table yeah it's uh it's mid to lower table it's out of relegation that's what matters right now i don't know he it's just not a convincing signing for me i don't think it's going to help him out who else is... but what's is willing to go to genoa that's the question a young guy get someone a young guy with some new ideas I don't know. I don't know, man. Dav- Davide Ballardini. A, a lot
1: of the young guys are in the city of B.
0: That's Davide Ballardini, is. though, to me, he's, he's kind of like uh, West Brom just made a signing. You know who? Who? Sam Allardici there. Oh, Big Sam. Sam Allardice. <laughs> Big Sam. Mr. I'm going to get you out of relegation zone Yeah. and keep you in the Premier League. This is kind of like that move. This Italy has this revolving doors of relegation coaches, coaches as well, and this is one of them. I don't know. Genoa was his last job. His previous big job was Palermo 2016. What happened to them? Exactly. exactly. You know what? There is a there is. A and coach. he doesn't last longer than a year anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets them out of relegation, right? He, and then he does shit and then he's gone.
1: This is this is what they're known for, right? This is what coaches like that are known for. I'm going to get you out in the next season. You're going to sack me. That's basically what's going to happen. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm surprised it took this long, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long either, too. Um, the only other coach I can think of that's a relegation specialist is uh, Longo. Yeah. Longo coached Frozinone. He brought Frozinone up. And then he, he was at Torino last year. He could have been a good signing, but it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, let, let I wish David DiBarradini all the best. I think this Genoa team is should be out of the relegation zone but they're playing like absolutely abysmal. They have nobody to blame but themselves. And uh, I really hope they can uh, turn around and just get out of safety because this is one of our one of our friends shout out to Nick Cottis said it's it's sad to see a team with so much history. Yeah, they're they're, they're suffer. I think they're they have
0: 9 scudetti. They're one I think scudetto I put them fourth in the list. Yes. They're, they're one scudetto more away. than Roma. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're not was a bigger club than Roma. They're not Roma.
1: <laughs> they're, they're one Scudetto away from having a star on their jersey. And that would mean a lot to this club. They're f- so far away from even talking about Scudetto.
0: But uh, it, it's sad to see a team with so much history falter like that. It is. like When you got shoddy defending like Shibota there, yeah. if anybody saw the goal, the guy is dancing in his own end. Yeah, Doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know where he is. Gets the ball taken away from him. Yeah. And then the goal is scored yeah. by uh, Roberto Insigne. Yeah. So exactly. easy. Like, they make it so easy. They do. They do. And it's all individual errors. It's just, there's no focus. The mentality is wrong. And I yeah. guess that's why you, you get rid of Maran. And hopefully, yeah, Ballardini can change that. Yeah. Because Benevento, really, they didn't play great. No, they didn't. They
1: didn't do. And will be happy with this. They capitalized. They did what, on they, had did what they had to do. They won. Do later. So, congratulations to Benevento. Big win for them. genoa got a lot of work to do. Now, let's move on to Juliano's favorite team, the Nerazzurri.
0: Nerazzurri, Inter Milan grinding it out yet again against Spezia this time. Yeah, not playing good still. Not playing good, but winning. But winning. Listen, they, they shut down Spezia. Spezia didn't do much either. They played a reserved approach.
1: They did. They did. They did.
0: And, uh... Midfield is, uh again so he starts with Galliardini Brozovic Parella Galliardini played good at the beginning of the season now he's been slowing down yeah he starts with this trio no movement no creativity nothing it's garbage halftime comes this is the first time I've ever seen Conte make a sub at half he brings on Senzi yeah and it changes the game completely yeah they score 53 minutes into the second half Hakimi off a off a break and he puts him up one nothing the whole dynamic of the team changed as soon as Senzi came on for Gallardini, I couldn't <laughs> believe that sub. And uh, that's just what I want to see from Conte. I want to see him place a ball-playing midfielder. There's a reason why Senzi gets called up in the national team above Gallardini.
1: There is. Okay. There's a reason yeah, why... There's, more.
0: there's a reason why Jorginho gets called. There's a reason why Verratti gets called ahead of Gallardini Because these guys are good on the ball. Yes. So Gallardini's not. Gallardini, he's not even a good defensive midfielder. No. He's not a good... I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not yeah. a great offensive midfielder. He uh, he obviously has a role to play in this team. He'll get it, come in with a goal every once in a while. Yeah. But his all around game, consistent game in game out, isn't what Senzi can bring. No, isn't what Druginio or Verati can bring no. for the national team or Barella no. That's why these guys play ahead. Why Conte can't see that is beyond me. Yeah. And then, like I said, this is the complete opposite of that uh, performance two matches ago, where Inter played Eriksson in the midfield and they were all yeah. over their opponent. They couldn't score. Yeah. Now it's the opposite. He plays the the bad lineup. They do bad. He plays the offensive good lineup, and they do good. Yeah. So hopefully now he sticks with this offense. I wouldn't even call it an offensive mindset. It's just a more creative mindset. Yeah. It's not one-dimensional. This lineup can sit back. It can go forward. It can do everything. Yeah. And it's all about player selection, and that's the only positive I'll, I'll say about this. Conte... Showing that he's willing to change a bit now.
1: Yeah, it's showing a little bit. The one shout-out I want to give is to Hakimi. He finally had a great game.
0: Scored finally. a phenomenal game. Finally. He's yeah. been one of the best right-backs in Italy. It doesn't matter. This was a game that he actually stood out for once. He stood out in at least three four games. No, to for me, Atari. this is the
1: one game he stood out. Because that goal was a, was a cannon. I, I really, I really like that goal. Rovidal, I think, should have got to it. Near no, post. I don't think so. I don't think you can near stop post. That. I don't think he can. Stop. Shout out to not only the tapping king but the penalty king now. <laughs> He's claiming a lot of thrones, Romelu Lukaku, <laughs> and uh, and uh, they they did what they had to do to win the game. But this is what I don't like: just watching the highlights here. Terrible defending at the end. I don't care. The game's over shouldn't have that goal shouldn't have happened they yeah. were ball watching
0: yeah, four they, guys they turn there off. this is a team that turns off
1: four guys there you can see haddenovich finally showing a little yeah a little aggression there a little there. fire yeah yeah finally
0: it came from d'ambrosio he yeah. didn't prevent the cross from coming in it went through all of his center backs yeah. Darmian was watching. the one chasing they were watching he was chasing piccoli and piccoli got to the ball first yeah. it's it's a yeah yeah, you're not going to win titles no. with uh, these moments of, no. you know.
1: And if you're Italiano, you kind of knew this was going to happen. You're playing a Scudetto contender. Yes, they are a Scudetto contender. One point behind AC Milan, everybody. He. All you can do is the scoreline looked resec- respectable. Yeah. So, if you're Italiano, move on to the next game. That's, yeah, that's
0: They're playing one of the most informed teams right now in Italy.
1: Believe it or not.
0: Not playing great, but hard to beat. Yes. And Absolutely. they did what they had to do.
1: And this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to say about Inter right now. Is Inter, in my mind, Inter's going to win this Scudetto. And and I know it sounds a little crazy, but think about this. This team is playing horrendous. They are playing horrendous. I don't think we're being overly critical. They're playing horrendous, and they're still finding ways to win. They're still finding ways to get results. And even as have they as they have been, they're only one point behind AC Milan. So if this team goes on a run now,
0: well, nobody's going to catch them. They'll create a gap. Nobody will Lu- catch them. Lukaku him. really isn't scoring an open plate. No. Uh, like, every, everyone's turned off. Yeah. The ref helped in the Napoli game. Yeah. But things are going their way. Yeah. If Lautaro
1: Martinez... Somehow finds what Starts, he oh, he somehow finds the magic from he last year. He missed another open net in <laughs> this did. game. Another open net. He did.
0: So somehow, Andanovich isn't playing great. Your strikers aren't scoring goals. Your midfield's a mess yeah. in terms of player selection. And to really show up in their games for maybe 20, 30 minutes yeah. to play a game. Yeah. And the rest of the time, it's yeah. they're just whatever. They're there. Yeah, absolutely. They just show up for 20, 30 minutes, and somehow that's enough for them to get through. Not, yeah. not enough to get them through Champions League, but enough to be at the top of the table absolutely Isidia. absolutely so for a second Insidia
1: that being said Inter Milan congratulations on the win I think it was deserved so now we will move on to uh the next game Uh Atalanta Roma and uh <laughs>
0: Andoro. you want a slice you want a slice <laughs> I wish if oh, I had a knife I'd have a slice right now just rip with your hands uh, no, I can't do that you take take a slice if you want. <laughs>
1: take a slice if you want it.
0: <laughs> Serious? You got to open it. I got it for you. Just bite it with your mouth. Don't even rip it. Just bite it. Oh my! God. There he's so, opening. Good stuff. This is the Roma Roma trophy right here.
1: Roma choker.
0: <laughs> Roma trophy Roma, oh, trophy.
1: Roma trophy. I think it's called Roma choker right here.
0: That goes on the trophy cabinet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be going in my belly. Never mind. <laughs> Here, take a piece. Take the pats. We're gonna
0: put no ice and sugar on this.
1: I don't you don't eat Pandora with icing sugar on this. What kind of a what kind of Italian
0: are you? That's good. Tastes like Italy. Mm.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. Mm. It's right here.
0: Ban, eh? Very good. So good you start talking Italian.
1: <laughs> very, very good. Anyway, just move on to Roma Nap or Roma Athalanta, sorry. The Roma. Scoring an early goal
0: and uh, lost for words. Yeah.
1: probably because the Pandora so good. <laughs> um, but uh, Roma here scoring an early goal at Enzeco. Great goal. But then. Tappen, tappen. It was okay, it was fine. It was a <laughs> tapping. but Atalanta clearly creating more chances. And. Roma realistically were one goal away from this turning into a disaster, which it eventually did. And uh, Roma having some great chances. Roma capitalizing on the Zecco goal again. Then Spinozola has an opportunity to, to, to capitalize on a Golini huge error and he hits it wide. And then Pellegrini has an opportunity to basically... Put the, put the game away before halftime with a beautiful free kick that Golini gets his fingertips to. So, there was a, it was a beautiful save. But then, once halftime came, Roma didn't come out of the locker room. They came out even worse than they were in the first half. And it, the counterattack didn't work. I thought it would. It just didn't work. They had their chances. They couldn't capitalize
0: on it. Edin Zecco was a ghost. That's, so, I was telling Christian before we started recording, Atalanta did nothing for the first 30 minutes. They did absolutely nothing. And then slowly they started coming into the game, game getting shot by shot. They started out shooting Roma. Yeah. But Roma had chances on the counterattack they did. that were going through Jekyll. And every time Jekyll got the ball, he was too slow on the turn. Yeah. He could never make the decisive pass. Every pass got intercepted, it seemed like, or he passed the rate to an Atlanta defender or a midfielder. And when I started seeing that heading into the halftime, I'm like, Roma's doomed. Atalanta is creating chances. Malinowski can't shoot right now, but if he gets his mind correct, he's going to start being a threat. That's what I thought. And I saw the capitula- capitulation of Roma happening at half because of the fact that they weren't capitalizing on their chances that oh, Atalanta gave them. And it was just a matter of time before Atalanta hit the net and scored. Yeah. That's the way the game was going. It
1: looked sloppy in the back. Antonio Mirante, at, I think Antonio Mirante's at fault for the second goal. Came out way too late. Yeah. It was... It was
0: and that's Fonseca.
1: It's Fonseca not good. came out after. He,
0: he should have see, seen that at halftime. The danger. Yes,
1: and that's his fault. He didn't make the change. And he came out after the game and said it was men versus boys out there. It just... Uh, Giuliano's right. I mean, Fonseca plays these games scared, and it. There was no once Atlanta went on a roll, it was game over for Roma. It yeah. was they looked they look like a mess back there in the midfield in the back. They just they looked like they were a mess and
0: like Illich came on. It was the Illich show. It was it came on shortly after the half. It was. Um it was. Just yeah, there's something missing with Roma. Every time they face a big opponent. It's been a draw or a loss, and not a loss by a small margin. They they concede a lot of goals. They
1: got blown out.
0: They concede a lot of goals, and it's a problem that has to be fixed. Now, listen. Before the season, when we made our predictions, we knew it was going to be tough for Roma this year. We thought they were in a rebuild. They clearly still are.
1: They clearly are, and they're punching above their weight still right now.
0: They're punching above their weight, so they are where they should be. Yeah, as of right now, but But, it's it's a little disappointing. Excuse me, man. This Torone again. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. But something against the big teams. Yeah, something's off against the big teams. And yeah. uh, it has to be figured out.
1: No, it has to be figured out realistically again, again, again,
0: again, again. Top Toss four the, is yeah, the priority. But they're going to miss out on top four if, they, if, if you the look performance at the, is key. If you can't beat the teams above you, you're yeah, not going to get ahead but of But
1: if you get the results you need and you
0: hope, get help along the way, which these teams will... Yes, but if you keep losing the top teams, you're at a six point disadvantage. You are,
1: but at the end of the day, they've tied Juve, they've tied Milan, they've lost the But You gotta beat them. You gotta to beat them. I get that. So they haven't them. won. They haven't won a game yet, but they haven't lost all four. They've no. gotten yes, it looks t- pathetic. They've gotten two points out of a possible twelve in those. games.
0: And what did you say? How many goals for versus against? In these they've got. Games? They've scored six goals for, and they've conceded thirteen. And how many? Three, four, four, four games. Four.
1: Yeah. not good. It's not good.
0: It brings up questions about the defense.
1: It does, but it's learning it's it's growing yeah. pains.
0: They're going in the right direction.
1: They are going in the right direction. The Roma defense keep these guys these guys are just learning. These guys are learning. Keep it up. I wouldn't change the defense. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't change the personnel back there because now you have Smalling, you have Ibanez, you have Marash Kambula. You have great pieces. The only person I wish they could get rid of is Juan Jesus, but that guy's going to sit there for life until his contract runs out but uh they got great pieces back there um they're on the verge of making a a pretty big signing i think a very underrated signing for a good bargain which we'll
0: talk about in the transfer rumors i want to talk about that um what do you think about i know pedro wasn't his normal self what what do you think about jekyll again
1: again he he scores the one goal but then after that he's a ghost Capitalizing on not capitalizing on chances, he, he looked poor out there, and I agree with you. I think, I think
0: he holds his team back. I really do think he holds the team back. He he's good in a, a certain scenario, yeah. And after that, yeah. he's no good.
1: I honestly i i on, I honestly think we are better off with Boria Mayoral up top. I think so too. I really do. Boria Mayoral, like it or not, is the future of Roma for at least the next year or so. then zecco where does he go past this season? I don't know.
0: You gotta, you gotta be giving Borja a chance. Yeah,
1: you gotta give Borja a chance. He didn't even now get on in this game. No, and now, it, but I think with with Tiago coming in now as a sporting director, he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a very fine eye on this because he technically starts January first now. Mm-hmm. So I think you're gonna see more of a direction coming f- down from upper management to Fonseca because like. And I hey, I don't think I think Paulo Fonseca's got a few things he needs to work out on, but you got to think if you're in Paulo Fonseca's shoes where you haven't really had an upper management for half a season now and you're still you're still in fourth place. It's very impressive. It's very impressive yeah. the work he's done. There's going to be some direction now. We're going to know the direction that Roma's going in with Thiago at the helm. Dan Friedkin's already said what he wants. The Friedkin group, the two the two Friedkin, the father and son duo, are, have already come out and said what we expect from Roma and what we want to do going forward. So we're getting that identity back. Roma's a team to look out for in the future. Roma's not... Unfortunately, I'm going to say now, Roma's not a Scudetto contender. So now go prove me wrong, Roma. But they're not a Scudetto contender. We already knew that. I had them finishing seventh at the start of the season. I strongly believe this team is going to finish in the top four. I really do. Because they're going to get help along the way. There's a lot. The top nine is a bit of a crapshoot, if you ask me. Because any of those teams can be anybody. Yeah. So... The teams ahead of Roma are going to drop points. They really are. And Roma is going to drop points too. Roma's got to make sure that the games that they need to win, they hammer it down and they have to win. I'm talking about games against Parma. I'm talking about games against Bologna. As pathetic as that sounds. You got to guarantee yourself three points. And through 13 games, they've only technically lost two of them. Yeah, it's not not all bad. It's just the way they lose the big games. It's terrible, right? It's terrible. Realistically, they should be on 25 points, but they're not. Mm -hmm. We'll take that default defeat by that traitor at Hellas (laughs) Verona. So, Roma, not out of the woods. They're in a rebuild. This is a year of transition. We can forgive them for what happened against Atlanta. We can forgive them for what happened against Napoli because, realistically, those two games is the Roma we expected this year.
0: So, what about... Atalanta what do you think what's going on Papa Gomez didn't play he's done he's
1: it's done finished. yeah Papa Gomez is done Atalanta rumored to be asking for 10 million to let him go in January
0: you know what apparently he was singing the uh Juve anthem yeah. in the game you know what I'm a am a strong advocate for in the Juve Atalanta game yeah. yeah I'm a strong
1: advocate for when you're a player and you sign a contract you play for the crest that's on the front of the jersey the badge and not the name on the back that always comes second and Pablo Gomez has had some success with Atalanta now he's on the international stage people know who he is he's gotten his Argentina debut I think in my opinion he's getting a little arrogant and when a, we're all, all, all due respect to Papa Gomez, I think he's a phenomenal player, and we don't know what the full story is. But at the end of the day, if it is all from Gianpiero Gasparini telling him you need to change your position, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Because managers are brought in to shift things around. Managers see things on the sidelines that players don't mm-hmm. and set them up as best they could. If my manager tells me, Christian, you're moving out from goalkeeper and you're moving to striker, yes, sir. Like, yeah. That's the mentality that every player should have. There's a lot of arrogance coming in here. I hate arrogance. I hate that. And I really think that that's going to cost him. And yes, there's rumors that he's going to go to AC Milan. AC Milan is the best destination for him. I think so too. It really is. It's a good fit. It may be the missing piece. But at the end of the day, if Pioli, is is he going to listen to Pioli? When you have another... If, it's, if he's, so, it's so strange. It is so strange. How can you go from... You're into the round of 16 of the Champions League. You're with a team that people think is exciting. You're going to give that up? He can't play in Europa League because he's already played in Champions League, I believe. So he can't play in Europa League for Milan because you can't play for more than one club in the same. So he's giving up... He's giving up Champions League. He's giving up He's giving up Continental Football this season because he's so angry that Gian Piero There's got to be more to the story. And, any and reason, I really
0: hope there is more to the story. And he's recently been called up for Argentina. Yeah. And that's because of his coach. Yeah. So it's not like his coach it doesn't have his best interests. No,
1: exactly. And if you're Atalanta ownership, Gian Gasparini has brought you from the ashes. Where he, Atalanta, historically... Has only Has been I think they've only won One trophy in their whole yeah, they're not, And that's a Coppa Italia They're a, a mid Table They're a regional club. club They're a re- regional they're small. club Atalanta For those of you that remember In the early 2000s Even the early 2010s Atalanta was a team That would go up In Serie A Go down yeah. Go back up
0: Go back down Season after season Now they're in a because, top yeah, 4 They're competing with Milan and yeah. Inter In that yeah. region Brescia back in the day Yeah Like Atlanta was uh, was never thought of.
1: Absolutely, the fact that they were able to pull off this win with all the distractions going on, I credit them. I just, I still think that, it's, mind you, it is a huge win. We're still going to see them fall into mid table obscurity. I'm not convinced by this Atalanta team. Is an Atlanta team that has a lot of gaps. Now there's drama in the locker room. I think Atlanta technically has to maybe think about a rebuild. I think. They have some yeah. great pieces. I think at the end of the season, they're going to get picked apart. They are. They have some money from Europe. They, yeah. They're bringing, We'll talk about a, a big transfer that they've just confirmed from Genk, I think. I think it's Genk. And uh, they have to go back to their roots. And it's a shame. The whole Pablo Gomez situation is a huge shame. There's no loyalty in soccer anymore. Soccer, You don't see... You don't see Steven Ger- the Steven Gerrards of these days anymore. You don't see guys like Francesco Totti.
0: Zanetti. Zanetti. The guys that are loyal. Del, Del Piero, Buffon. I know yeah. enough for PSG, but I don't count that.
1: No, I don't count that. That's because Juve wouldn't renew him. Right. Yeah. He didn't have a choice.
0: He was forced. Yeah. These
1: are guys that care that play for the name, the front of the badge. They play for the badge, the club badge. They don't care about the name on the back. That is always second. And I have the utmost respect for those players. But when if this is all over a coach telling you listening to change your position because things aren't working out then buddy you know what go take a walk yeah take a walk
0: so yeah great great game by Atalanta they yeah, yeah i will be interesting to see how their season comes together yeah Hathabur they're a completely different team and those two are on the field yeah uh, Gosens speaking of players that are going to go I think he's going to get picked up
1: oh yeah he's going to get
0: picked up by either Milan AC or Juve I really oh, yeah. think he's going to go Gosens is
1: going to go Hathabur is going to go Hathabur has already said he wants to move on Yeah. Uh, he said it last season, so Hatteboer is gonna go. I think Christian, Christian Romero, Christian Romero is gonna go to a bigger club. I think Zupata is gonna go to a bigger club. Luis Muriel, they're all these guys are all on their way. Malinowski,
0: yeah, even Golini, yeah. Atalanta the they're gonna have to bring in the youth and
1: what they're known for
0: and sell their guys. Yeah, that's right. They're gonna have to get that bounce tonight. Yeah,
1: because unfortunately, I I don't think no Atalanta is gonna see European football next year.
0: I don't think so. I think the top four is too hard this year. Too
1: hard this year? I even think the top six is too hard for them this year, even though I think mm-hmm. they're in a top six spot now.
0: Like There's three guaranteed spots, I believe. Milan, Juve, Inter, top three guaranteed.
1: Yeah, those are the top three.
0: And then after well, that... No,
1: I, agree. I disagree, actually. I,
0: disagree. I, think, I think that's the top three. I disagree. And then after that, it's a fight between Roma, Napoli, Atalanta, Lazio, Sassuolo... If they even stay up there, and possibly Verona, it's a fight for those teams in the yeah. fourth spot. Well, we'll uh, anyone, like you said, it's a crapshoot. Anyone could beat anyone. Yeah, anyone could drop points.
1: That's the thing with the top nine this year, right? Yeah. But uh, so, disappointing result for Roma. Good result for Atalanta. Let's see what happens now. Roma, as a Jala fan, keep your head down. Focus on the game on Wednesday. Now, and just go out and get three points. That's it. Just go back to business. It's business as per usual. Now,
0: Lazio, yeah, the real Roman
1: team. No, <laughs> never, 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 never.
0: Against Napoli.
1: This, this is this Lazio
0: team. This was be, an impressive win.
1: It was an impressive win, but here's another team that struggles against top opposition in
0: Napoli. Napoli that's struggling. What I mean. Oh yeah, Napoli, Napoli struggles. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's mental for them. Yeah, it's a mental thing for Napoli. Patania. I'm done, Pitani- with, I'm done with Patania. He doesn't I, convince me I
1: disagree I don't I think, like him I think Patania was
0: As a player I don't like him
1: As a player? I'm so I, I, I strongly disagree Because I think Patania gave them Napoli opportunities to, to In this game I think he lacks There was one much. There was one where he where You'll see in the highlights There's one where he actually Walked in Nutmeg I forget who he set up I think it was uh, I think it was Chucky Lozano And Chucky Lozano missed it You're going to see it Any yeah, minute yeah. now but uh, one but, thing we got to credit, Chido Immobile.
0: What a goal. 12 goals in 12 games for Clinical this
1: moment. goal scorer. Why can't he do this for La
0: Nazionale? I don't know. Lewandowski, who? Uh, no. Chiro no, no. for the golden ball? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm joking. But Chiro, he's... Uh, listen, he continues with these numbers year in, year out. Here comes. You can't... You can Watch this by Patanya. You know, he's going to be Woo! considered one of the best in the world. Well, what do you want from the guy? I know, I... He, still, he, doesn't, walked he in. still doesn't convince me. He walked me. in. He doesn't convince me. He walked in. I like Andre Patania. He offers a different option. But Pepe Reina Fabio Ruiz. Pepe Reyna played a hell of a game. He did. Pepe Reina As a backup. My God. He's having a good season. He has. He has. I think they're going to have to have contract talks very soon. Luis Alberto too. Getting yeah. a big goal. Yeah. I love Luis Alberto's finish. If anyone wants to watch that finish. These days, you see everyone wants to smash it into the net. Yeah. Luis Alberto kind of does like a change-up where he looks like he's going to smash it, but he does like a little it's like a little flop shot chip. Yeah. And yeah. what that does is uh, the goalie, Ospina, he's already diving in the air, but yeah. the ball's still floating in the air, and he's on the ground, and it's floating, and it goes past him. It's a beautiful finish. It he is. doesn't try to power it. Just just takes the speed right off the pass and just lobs it right over. Yeah. It's such a good finish. Uh, that really impressed me, and uh, Lazio just clinical. What do you make of this Lazio team? They're so hit and miss. They are hit and miss. They're hit and miss. They're hit and miss. They impress one week, and then they look yeah. like a disaster the next. Yeah. But they're they have the pieces in this team. When they're on, they're one of the hardest teams to beat in Italy. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the hardest. It's just a matter of they have to be that way week in week out, which yeah. which they had last season up yeah. until the break, the COVID break. Uh, and they haven't really re- found that form yet. But they have it in them. Yeah. Just a matter of consistency. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, how would it? And I think it's a mental thing because they can do it against the big teams. They've done it in Champions League. When the game's yeah. on the line, they've done it in the big games. It's yeah. just, I think the mid table teams, the lower uh, table teams, it just, it's more tedious, I think, for them to get yeah, for, up sure. for a game. For, for the sure. big games, it's like, let's go. I'm yeah. motivated. Yeah. The limelight's on us. Everyone's watching us. You know, it's easy to perform on those nights, but you got to perform when you're playing the Crotones. Yeah. When you're playing the Genoes of today. That's that's the hard part, being motivated in a game in, game It
1: out. is. Uh, credit to Lazio. I, what, what, about, what about Napoli on this side? I know you talked about Patani a little bit.
0: Yeah, they disappoint me, Napoli. Uh like I said like I went on that rant before with Inter and yeah. I believe they, they have uh, how much
1: more do you want from Gennaro
0: Gattuso it's not Gattuso's fault it's not these players just don't have the mentality yeah they there's do m- they have a bunch of loser mentalities that's the and problem. you're not gonna have a bigger winner than anyone yeah on the bench than Gattuso yeah that's true just there's no leadership and Signe doesn't convince I know he wasn't even in the game but he's still there with them in training yeah he's not a leader there's just too much yeah too much fluff with this team. Way too Not much. Not enough grit. Way too Not much. Not enough grit. And I know that's what it looks like Patani, but Patani even for a big guy, he's too fluff. He doesn't play like a big guy. He's more worried about nutmegging guys and stuff. <laughs> like use your size, many, use your body. How man. many big guys could do that though? I don't know. They don't expect that from a big they guy. They should man. now. They should. But this team, like you have one of the best midfielders in City, A, have Fabian Ruiz on the ball. Bakioka's having a good season. You have one of the best defenders in City at Yeah. One of the better goalies in Ospina. Like, all the pieces are there. One piece I don't understand how he's in this team. This is one piece I got to blame Gattuso for. Mario Uri. Yeah, he? I don't understand that either. I don't know how this guy's in this Napoli team still. He's not He's not a good left back. No, he's not. He's not. Besides that, they got tons of offensive pieces. It's just something uh, is missing in this team. And I think it's, it's, it's a leader. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, they got to get a leader.
1: Yeah, it's it's a huge. They blew an opportunity. Here was an opportunity for them to pass Roma to, to really solidify a top four, a top four in this. And they haven't
0: had a leader since Paolo Cannavaro left.
1: Yeah, they haven't had. A, it's true, but this was an opportunity for them, and they blew it. So, mm-hmm. um, that being said, uh, here are the standings after match day thirteen. We'll give you the top. Uh, I'll give you the top nine because the top nine, in my opinion, are. These are, these, are the, these are the players that are... These are the teams that are... going to really challenge for Europe here. So you got Milan, Inter, Juve, and Roma in the top four. Then you have Sassuolo and Napoli, fifth and sixth. Then you have Atalanta, Lazio, and Hellas Verona. Mind you, that Atalanta has a game in hand. They got to play Udinese because that, that game is rescheduled. So if Atalanta wins that game, they're level on points with Roma. So... Does Atalanta have a chance at top four still? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. And uh, Milan now, it's its only a matter of time now before, before Inter and Juve catch them. Inter's so close to catching them.
0: And they got to play one more time. That might be the Scudetto game right there, eh? Yeah. So it's tough. When you're on top of the table, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you see the teams creeping up on you. Yeah. Game by game. Yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna become a war of attrition. It's gonna trust me, those mainland players are looking at the table every week. They are. See what's happening. Yeah. And uh. it's gonna it's gonna get to their heads eventually. And if they can deal with it, they're champions. Yeah. Hands down. They've shown championship mentality and kudos on them. But we'll see if they have it in them. They got a young team and they gotta we gotta test the mettle of the of these young players. Do they have what it takes to be champions?
1: Yeah. I agree with you 100%. That being said, let's read you the bottom three. Torino, Genoa, and Crotone. Torino 7, Genoa 7, Crotone 6. Spezia and Fiorentina. Four-point gap. I've created a four-point gap. Mm -hmm.
0: Not good for Torino and Genoa. And Crotone. And Crotone, yeah.
1: That's going to be quite a... Four points may not seem like a lot. Four points in a relegation battle is a lot. Yep. A lot of catching up to do. Because who's going to beat?
0: Especially when you're only winning one game at 13. Yes. When's your next win gonna come?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 the disappointing part about all three teams. They've all won one game in their third out of 13 now. Udinese though continue to climb the table, sitting in 11th place with a game in hand. They get a result against Atalanta. They could be in the. They could be in 10th place, not too far behind Hellas Verona. How impressive mm-hmm. is that? Very impressive. Very. Impressive. They've impressed me. Yeah. Very impressive. So, congratulations, Udinese. Keep up the great work. And uh, that's uh, that wraps up Match Day 13. Let's talk about uh, Match Day 14. Get into, get into
0: the fixtures here.
1: Let's get into the fixtures here. So, Match Day 14 takes starts on uh, tomorrow. Tuesday, December 22nd.
0: Yep. Parma-Crotone. Is
1: it the 22nd or 23rd? Sorry.
0: So The date is on the 22nd. 22nd.
1: Okay. So we got two games.
0: Crotone-Parma. Uh, Crotone,
1: yeah. So first game, Crotone hosting Parma at the East Skida. Crotone, at the end of the day, need a result here. They, they need do. something here. Parma, if you want to create a gap, because Parma, at the end of the day, don't get in the bottom three. That's what the mission is. If you want to really create a gap win this game so it's, it's basically what we call a six-pointer i think in this uh relegation six pointer game this game is going to be ugly this game is going to be played like a championship game both teams i think are going to come out desperate for something here and if parma beats crotone i think it's the end of stroppa it has to be it has to be yeah, he has regardless to. of what he did
0: two games prior he it has to be Crotone, they're just not very good at a lot of things. No, they're not. They're not good at a lot of things. One thing they are good at is, is when they score first, it's hard for teams to score on them. Yeah. Because they pack 11 guys. That's the approach they got to take. I can't stress it enough. This game is going to come down to... It's going to be a game, I think, of the coaches are going to want to get rid of the ball. They're not going to want to hold on to it.
1: Both of them want to play counterattack. Yeah.
0: So you're going to see, I think... Defenders launching the ball up to the top. Yeah. And the strikers fighting for the And hope ball, for the best. And hope for the best. I think that's the way it's going to Yeah, Because neither team should want the ball. Yeah. But you know how this is going to go. Stropa is going to want to play with the ball. That's why he has... And is going to love that. Yeah. 100%. That's why he has Maroni back there. Yeah. Luca Morone used to be a defensive midfielder. Now converted now a, to a center, center back. back. He's back there because of his passing ability. Not yeah. because of his defensive ability. Oh. And that goes to show you Stropa's... Philosophy of football. Yeah. Now it looks like he's going to die by the sword. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's stubborn. Offensive. And, uh, stubborn. This is the reason why Parma is going to come out with the result against Crotone. Because they're going to use their strengths in Caramo, Gervinho and they're going to exploit those spaces and they're going to expose Crotone for what they are. You're not a ball playing team. You're not good enough to do that in Serie A. It's hard enough for teams like. Who else tries to play like that? It's hard enough for teams like Sassuolo to do it. How is Crotone supposed to do it? How? You got to drop the ego, realize where you are, and play to that level. And therefore, that's why I think Crotone are going to lose to Parma. Crotone, if they do get a chance at scoring a goal, it's going to have to come from Junior Messias. He's really their only threat. Uh, Rekka as well, he's a bit of a threat on the left wing he has what it takes to get a goal but very poor in his defense Tropa's come out and even said it himself defensively he's not great on the other hand for Parma their best players you're looking at Hernani he's pretty decent in the midfield Petzella Juraj so they got pieces Jovino throw him in there as well they've been performing the best for for them very inconsistent but yeah. these are the main players Kuczka if he scores those two goals against Buffon in the Parma game two world class stops by Buffon goal, goal line clearance and the one that yeah. prevented Parma from growing up, one now. So there are more threats in this. There's more goal scoring threats in the Parma lineup than there is the Crotone. no there is. And uh, I just, Parma's got. Parma knows what
1: they have to do in this game. And
0: Parma's. Gonna, I think Parma's going to bounce back. I think so too. I think so too. I can't see. I really do. I think Stropa. I really think he's going to come out and try and attack Parma. See, so he's going to pay for it. Yeah. He's gonna pay for it. It's gonna cost him his job. The, yeah, he's feeling the pressure. I can tell you right now, he's feeling the pressure. It's gonna cost him his job. Absolutely, cost him his job. And he'd rather go out playing football than go out playing defensive. I can tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely. And it's gonna be the end of him. But I think we're both telling to take a Parma and say "Ciao, Nardostroppa." Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy here's New a, Year. Here's a payout. Here's a pink slip, bud. Go sit on your couch.
1: You That's know. it. That's it. Next game takes place tomorrow. Juventus are welcoming Cesare Prandelli, Fiorentina.
0: This is historically a rivalry match. Not much of one anymore because no. of the Roberto Baggio transfer saga back in the day. The Firenze, it's more of a derby for Firenze than it is for Torino. Yeah, that's the way it, they kind of look for at Juve, it. Juve, yeah. Um, but still, this is historically a big match. We'll see if we get a good match this weekend. If Fiorentina can even do anything.
1: I don't think so. This is where you see... I, I don't think so. I think is going to dominate them. Juve's feeling good after that 4-0 win. Chesney comes back in. Like Juliano said, he's probably not... He's been the the worst of the two goalkeepers, but... He that rest. Ronaldo's going to come in. Morata's going to capitalize. This is a game Juve needs to win to start to catch up to Milan. They've already dropped points against Benevento and others, and they don't want to drop points again. They've learned their lesson. Juve, comfortable win against Fiorentina. I just think that, that Fiorentina defense won't be able to handle that Juve onslaught.
0: Yeah, Juve's defense, you look at them, they have the best defense now in the league. Only 10 goals against in 13 games. You're going against a team that only scores penalty shots now. I don't even think Fiorentina is going to get into the Juve penalty box. No. I think they're absolutely going to smother Fiorentina. And yeah. they're just going to score yeah through their individual skill. Just kind of like the Parma game. It's gonna. I really think it will be like that. But yeah. we know Fiorentina is even more of a shambles of a team. Yeah. With worse defending, and uh, if Juve could do that against Parma, expect. Yeah. <laughs> expect. I'm not joking. I think five or six goals for Juve in this game. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a hammering. Easily,
1: easily. If
0: Fiorentina gets a goal and a point from this somehow, a miracle. This will be like a World Cup for Perendoli. Seriously,
1: <laughs> seriously. So we're both trying to take Juventus in this game. Let's move on to Wednesday. First game will take us. We're at that's at the Mark Antonio Bentegodi. Hellas Verona are in for
0: a tricky time against Inter, or the other way around. <coughs> oh, yeah, I see other way around. Inter's in for a tricky time. Well, both are going to be in for a tricky time. But Inter, yeah, like this is hard to call. It is hard to call because both like both teams. Conte has gone into neither. I... Neither team likes to come out and play. No, exactly. <laughs> So, Alex Rona will throw everybody behind the ball. Yeah, like you're looking at Inter, 16 goals against. Their defense is really evaporated from what it was last year. They conceded a ton of goals. But yeah. on only, they have you know less goals against than games played. Yeah. 12 and 13. It's going to be tricky. We, we kind of can expect what Conte is going to come up with. I think he's going to play Gallardini again or Vidal. Yeah. I really do. I don't think he's going to play Senzi or Erickson right off, yeah. the, off the start. You look at Verona their strengths are like the old school Italian teams, what we said, defense blocks in the middle score off set pieces, corners <laughs> that's how they play yeah. Uh I like that style of soccer football, we know what Inter's going to play, mid block look for counters using their wingers yeah. Ashley Young, Hakimi, crosses into the box for Lukaku Latauro, who's going to yeah. miss a gazillion chances or Inter's plan B, get the ball up to Lukaku a touch off to uh, Lataro and then a through ball. Yeah. That's their other that's Inter's only way of playing. They're yeah. only two ways of playing. Now whether they can take advantage of the Verona defense and play that way, that's gonna be a big question. Yeah. Because the Verona defense hasn't been too solid as of as of recent. They've kind of slowed down a bit. Giacarini, who's on loan for Fiorentina, has been their best defender. So I think Inter do have the pieces. It should be another win. I'd be disappointed if I was comfortable with the draw in this game.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You should uh, you should beat Hellas Verona. You should. You, go, you are going to have to nullify their, their tried and up top. But Inter should be able to deal with that. Maybe you, you with Brozovic dropping deep, he should be able to pick up one of the three, and then you have three center backs to deal with the other two. So they should be able to nullify that. And then on the wings, it's going to be farione versus ashley young if he plays then it's going to be hakimi versus uh the left left demarco which is going to be an interesting battle demarco versus Hakimi is going to yeah. be very interesting the uh, demarco a lot to prove being a former inter player I, th- I think he's going to want to show that he belongs on it in that inter team yeah. and uh i think he'll be extra motivated so those are going to be the interesting battles, the wings, and how Inter's midfield deals with the Trident of Verona. If they can nullify that, it's game over. Yeah, Inter wins. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think, in my opinion, I think this is going to be the, the early Christmas gift for the Inter fans. I think this is the turning point here. I think Inter shows up for this game, and Inter makes an example out of Hellas Verona. Yeah. I think this is I think this is the turning point. I think you're gonna see like a two nothing. Like a comfortable yeah. two nothing yeah. game. I don't think Verona's gonna get past that inter that, that I think is gonna suffocate Verona so much that they won't be able to launch a counterattack. And I think kinda like that Spezia game. Yeah. I think we're gonna see more of that. And but is gonna play a good game. And then people in the during the Christmas break are gonna start talking about oh my god, Enter.
0: Yeah. Inter. Listen, it's it's gonna come down big time down to the left side. DiMarco yeah. versus Hakimi. Yeah, Verona are going to do everything and anything to exploit that left side. Because you yeah. know Hakimi's going to press. Then you're going to have a big gap. Yeah. But Alain, he's not very good positionally. Yeah. So he's not good enough to cover Hakimi. And then on top of it, you have Skrinar, who's really good one-on-one, but he gives a lot of fouls away. Uh, so it's, it's really going to be up to Skrinar to there was a Kanye yeah. Marco picking up Skinner is going to have a, his hands full if he doesn't have Brozovic pulling the weight with him absolutely so that's that's the battle that's where this game is going to be decided there but I agree I think Inter Conte knows that he should know that because if I can see that he, sh- he better see that Yeah. and I think though They'll nullify it, and I think they'll win. No. They got the pieces to do Absolutely.
1: it. Absolutely. So, Jules and I are telling you to both take enter in this game. Yeah. Let's move on to the next game. Sampdoria hosting um, a weird
0: Sassuolo. Who's going to show up? Oh. What's the swallow's going to show up? Exactly. What's the Swallow going to show up? We know Sampdoria are going to sit back.
1: Yeah. They're going to soak in. And the that's pressure. their strength.
0: That's when they win games. And counterattack. Yeah. That's when they win games. Yeah. Swallow. Can't do anything right now.
1: No, they can't. And Sampdoria, their midfield is firing now. Yeah, their midfield is Sampdoria's midfield looks good. Yangto's found his form.
0: Ekdal too. He's, Ekdal, he's played.
1: Ekdal, back Eric. to back
0: two games, great yeah. games. All all three of those guys they are
1: playing great.
0: Kandreva, there was a bit of an issue with Kandreva. Yeah. Renieri, but he made a statement sub. He brought him in, which I forgot to mention. He brought him in. Uh, I think it was like ninetieth minute. He made so Kandreva before that he was training by himself for mouth and off to Renieri. Yeah. and I guess Renieri wanted to test to yeah. see how committed he is to the team he goes come on 90th minute let's see if you're committed if you're gonna cause a stink then you're done with this team but yeah. David put his head down came on that's it now he's back integrated into the team that that's great management that's respect that's respect I, it's very different I know Conte did it with Ericsson, brings him on the 90th minute but it's very different yeah. how it was done uh but you, you can tell Renieri got the respect of Candereva right back Definitely. So that's where Rignetti's experience comes in. He has a a team with high morale right now Yeah, that is on form. You have a Sassuolo team that is out of sorts. Yeah. Been absolute Deflated. trash. They've won two games in their last uh, couple City A games. Not good at all. Yeah. Against Verona and against Benevento. But they're conceding goals now. Yeah. And they concede against teams that counter because their yeah. defense isn't good. Yeah. And some throw to the counter so what do you think to me it all points in one direction samdoria it does yeah it does it's hard to, it's hard it's it's hard to pick samdoria versus swallow
1: i think uh, i think samdoria is going to hold Sassuolo to a tie
0: that's what i think
1: i think this game calls for a tie
0: i think i'm calling samdoria win i just think uh, they're too one-dimensional for me Sassuolo and everything's got to go through but yeah Everything has to go through. Barardi. none of the other players are pulling their weight anymore. And I just think Sampdoria being so dangerous on set pieces, so dangerous on counters. They, they score from outside the box. They score in many ways. They do. Sassuolo. When you think, how do they score? They score in one way. They cut in, they shoot, and they they score. They don't really score from corners. They don't really do nice little passing plays. To everything's got to be cut in, shoot. Yeah. It's too one-dimensional. It's too obvious what they're going to do. And I think that's why Sampdoria is a little bit more dangerous right now for me.
1: All right. So, Giuliano's telling me to take Semdori to win this game. I'm telling you to take the tie. Let's move on to the next game. Udinese hosting Benevento at the Dacia Arena. It will be an interesting game. What kind of Benevento is going to show up? What's people and going to do? Because he's coming up against a very defensively sound Udinese team that's figured it out tough to score on as Giuliano has admitted to in previous podcasts and they've now got an offense that is slowly starting
0: to fire they got a lasagna scoring yeah. De Paul can score goals Arslan can score goals yeah Benevento are a team that capitalized on teams making mistakes which we've seen they can score goals yeah uh, they're great at coming back when they're down because when they go down they just play foot to the pedal man they just go they go for it when they start losing Benevento they don't care yeah if we concede four goals it doesn't matter we're going to try and get a goal back that's yeah. how they play uh i like it it's a, it's a never you know say die attitude yeah but at the same time it's a double edged sword yeah it it makes them very vulnerable in a lot of ways too defensively like defending against counterattacks cuz they always like to push guys forward and prota for instance is one of their midfielders the guy sometimes is more ahead than the forwards yeah so, the balance of the team is that a whack, guys are in the proper positions. Betizzi is another, also another player who's always pushing up the field from the right back. So, Udine can... A team who's solid likes to keep their shape. Now, they like to play with two fast guys up front who can exploit the spaces. Delefeu, who's wearing the number nine now, looks yeah. like he's been converted from a winger to a forward. And Pusueto and believe it or not. Lazani who's scoring yeah. goals now and he's and Lazani's a really fast player. He's fast. One of the fastest players in Serie A. Yeah. Benevento are going to have a their hands full. Yeah.
1: How yeah.
0: do you see this game?
1: I, I just see the. I see one. I just see one way traffic.
0: I, I just see Uteneza winning this game. Yeah, me too. They're they're on a roll. And when Udeney score it's game over. Game over. They don't lose. No,
1: Benevento's not gonna. I know. I
0: just said Benevento come back from Benevento's position, not gonna score on Udeney. is a different animal. Yeah. Against. Uh, they're
1: just so stubborn to beat. Yeah. They really are. They're stubborn to beat. They mean, got, Kaleri, because they got the pieces Kal- to kill yeah, them. Yeah, the cap- Kardelj got them on a set piece. That was it. That's, That's all yeah. Kardelj got them. Yeah. On. Was a nice set piece this past this past game. Uh, in match day 13 so i just see it one way
0: yeah the only way Nazi lose games and drop points the way it's been going for them in city at it's of their own doing really yeah. it's because they don't score the chances yeah. that they've created yeah. otherwise they've been in every game yeah absolutely they've never been from what i can remember they've no. been destroyed in a game yeah they've always created chances it's just a matter of can they score yeah if they can score you're in trouble against them. Absolutely. Longo, no, sorry, Longo, Mas- uh, Gotti yep. is the coach. He's, he has something really good going here. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Udine needs this as a springboard, build up confidence. They'll be happy going into the holiday break. And you know who they play after in the new year? Uh, Juventus. So talk about if you can end the year with only one loss in the last six games, yeah, that's a lot of momentum, good morale. Definitely. Heading into that UVA game. Definitely,
1: definitely.
0: So I think we're both trying to take Udinez in this game. Yeah, I would say so.
1: Um, we only we only disagree on one game so far. Hmm, interesting.
0: <laughs> now that Torone is in spiked thing, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that Torone there was something in it last week. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: That's an interesting. We should try that. We should try soaking Torone <laughs> alcohol and see what happens <laughs> try that next time. Anyways, uh, move on to the next game. Napoli hosting Torino and what will be Marco Giampaolo's last game at the helm. <laughs> yeah, I, I. One way traffic in this game because T- Napoli, Napoli's good. And G- the way Gatuso, Gatuso's very good at bouncing back from losses.
0: Well, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I don't. They usually don't lose back to back games. They don't. They're definitely not losing back to back to back games. Uh, no way. Recently, they, yeah, they lost to Inter and Lazio. Two very tough games for them. Yeah. And, yeah, they're going to rebound Oh yeah, big time against Torino. Yeah, they're going to dismantle them.
1: This is it for Marco Giampano. It's game over. This they, is it. Yeah.
0: They may concede a goal yeah. through Bellotti, who, you know, he's having a great season. He's Nine their biggest threat. So yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. He's doing great. Torino, listen, their only real chance... Winning is bunkering down. I always say this, but you got the common theme for these teams that are relegation is they want to go play offensive, yeah, and they're getting spanked because you don't have the offensive weapons that, yeah, (laughs) to go play offensive. Torino's strengths are set pieces, they've scored quite a few free kicks, they're pretty dangerous off of free kicks, they don't need a lot of chances to score. And they're good at creating from distance. That's is so great at winning the ball in midfield and running towards the net. That's what I've noticed. with That's what he's great at doing. Yeah. That's what Torino has to do. You have to help Bellotti do that in this game. Don't rely on your midfield trying to create something. Let Belotti, your number 10, do it. Put it on his shoulders. So I think Bellotti I think he thrives off of that. When he's the man Belotti... I think he plays better. That's why he struggles in Italy. When he's not the man, he kind of, he's lost. He doesn't know what to do. He needs the ball to be fed right to his feet, and he just gets the ball and runs at guys, he uses his strength, his shielding ability, then he can get a shot off, win a penalty, whatever. That's how Bellotti plays. Rely on that. Sit guys back behind the halfway line and just get it to your start player and let him do his thing. Yeah. That's how I think, too. You don't have to play. Stop relying on getting the ball from the back and passing and doing all these nice combinations. And You're going to give the ball away, especially against a team like Napoli who's going to press the crap out of you in your zone. Just get it to balotti and let the guy do what he's good at doing. And it's that.
1: I agree with you, but I don't think that's going to happen because they don't know how to play that way. I know. So.
0: Yeah, that's why Gianpaolo it's later. the stubbornness it is the stubbornness these guys and their systems it's crazy it is unbelievable it's crazy it's this new thing these systems yeah. like you, th- these systems you can never break away from like I get it on paper a coach isn't setting up his team to lose ever but at the same time look who you're playing against Yeah. attack them Balotti has the ability to take on Manolas and Kulabali. He thrives off of that. Let him do it. Yeah. Let him run at those guys because they're not used to players running at them. If you look at once the Swallow beat Napoli, Maxim Lopez ran up the entire Napoli defense. They didn't know what to do. Someone's running at us. Manolas was on his butt. Kulabali was lost. And Maxim Lopez just chipped the ball in that, no problem. He beat like three or four players. They're not used to it. You got to do to Napoli what they're not. Used to getting done to them week yeah. in week out, and that is having a player run at them. I think that's what I think because Napoli, at the same time, their weakness is their mentality. Yeah, I think when you press Napoli, that's they start to fall apart, they show holes in their game. They do, you Napoli, they look good when you sit back and you let them do their thing, of course, you know, and Sydney's is going to look great. Has all the time in the world to get the ball, look up. He does the same thing all the time, cut in, try and hit a top corner. Of course, Napoli's going to look great. You got to play with your striker getting the ball, running at them. And I think that's what's going to give Torino a chance, but it's not going to happen. No.
1: So we're both started... to win. Yeah. <laughs> in that uh, big analysis, we're both you to take Napoli to win. Yeah. Um. Another interesting game coming up Bologna hosting Atalanta at Renato Dallara. Now this game's interesting because Bologna clearly showing they have major problems, and they have a obviously a goalkeeper problem. But then you got an Atalanta team that's not consistent. So what's yeah. gonna show up? Can Atalanta string two two back
0: to back games together? Yeah, they haven't uh, they haven't done it in a in a while, in a long time. Yeah,
1: right. But Bologna, I think just. Looking at both teams here, I just think Bologna's got way too many problems, especially that goal, that question in goalkeeper. It's a huge problem. Lukas Skurupski is the if the world knows I I can't stand him. I don't think he's I think he's one of the most he's an overrated goalkeeper. He doesn't even belong in the top tier. But he, they really don't have any other option than Lukas Skurupski in goal, and that really hurts him. You could see how deflated Bologna was when Ravaglia was in net against Roma, and when the Costa cost them three points. Yeah Right So What are we going to see Are we going to see Da Costa again Is he going to learn from his mistakes Or are we going to see Brezza make a debut I don't know But what kind of Atalanta They're facing a team that thrives offensively Thrives offensively It's got a lot going on in the locker room But clearly that's not a problem After what they did to Roma Can they put it together playing Midweek So playing three days later Against Bologna That's the big question to basically sum it up, I think they will,
0: <laughs>
1: and I think Atalanta is going to make an example out of Bologna. I think you're going to see. I think it's going to be a very one-sided game, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Bologna plays one way; it's possession yeah. football. They try and smother you in your end and get a goal. That's yeah. the only way they know how to play. They can't play defense. Nope. Atalanta have more strengths to their bowl. Yeah, they can play possession, smother you, high press, but they can also play sit back, counter. And they can do it all Atalanta. Exactly. And what they're gonna do in this game is if plan A doesn't work where we hold possession press and get some goals, if that doesn't work, then we'll sit back and we'll be more than happy to give you the ball and steal it from you in the midfield and use that space. Yeah. Atalanta they just have more to their game than Bologna. Bologna is so one dimensional. Yeah. It's just a matter of time before someone in the team makes an error and they concede a goal.
1: Yeah, I agree. I and
0: agree. Uh, they need to fix their defensive woes big-time Bologna if oh, they're going to do anything. So
1: I think we're both trying
0: to take out the in this game. Yeah.
1: Now moving on to the next game, Roma hosting Caleri at the Stadio Olimpico. Uh, huge bounce-back game for Roma coming up here. I was saying earlier yeah, in the podcast. Against former coach. Against Eusebio Di Francesco.
0: He's got something to play for in this game.
1: Eusebio's got something, yeah, because we let him go. But he destroyed Roma at that point in time. <laughs>
0: Now it's as I was
1: alluding to earlier in the podcast. These are the kind of teams that Roma, if they're going to make top four, they need to beat the, They need to win these games. These are the games they have to win. They did it against Bologna. They've they, they've done it against teams they know they're far superior. Then are we going to see Boria Maial in this game? That's a big question. Are we going to see Edin Zeko come off the bench? Can Paulo Fonseca start Edin Zeko back to back three days later? I don't think you can. I think you have to change it up. Yeah. Defensively, I think you run with the same defense. I think you may see Paul Lopez come in to shake it up a little bit, keep the rotation. Because Antonio Mirante, he, he he did have an off game against Atalanta, mind you. Atalanta is offensively jam packed, and the defense did not help. Did not help out Antonio Mirante in that game. But you may see Paul Lopez come in As a different voice Back there Um, Are we going to see Chris Smalling Or are we going to see Chris Smaldini That's a big question Hopefully
0: you want to see Chris Smaldini I think I think uh, Smalling Might get moved over To the left center back position Or the right Yeah I think you're going to see Cristante drop back in there You
1: might Because it was working right
0: Yeah It was working Why I think that will happen Was because Cagliari They play a high line They do And Cristante Probably out of the three Has the best passing range He'll be able to hit a long ball into space. He will for, for sure.
1: He will for sure. I are we going to see? Are, Pedro's had only one bad game so far. Are we going to see the, the real Pedro step up? I think so. Mkhitaryan's going to play again. Virtu's going to play again. Pellegrini's going to play again. Um, interesting to see what's going to happen with on the right side. Is Perez going to start? Is Karsdorp going to start? Is Calafiori going to start? I would lobby for a Bruno Perez or a Calafiori to start. Karsdorp hasn't
0: impressed me. At all, no, I think if Roma starts Karsdorp in this game, he's going to struggle against Zappa. Big time, I think Zappa is so. a fast player, yeah, and uh, I think he's healthy. And yeah. if he gets in, him and uh, Nandez on the right side are going to yeah. give Krasdorp a lot of trouble. Yeah. I so. think he got to run with S- Spinitz. Well, Spinitz Spina, is on the left sorry, side. I'm, thinking, sorry, I'm talking about sorry, I'm at the left side because yeah. Khalidi's going to be attacking from the right side. Sorry, so Karsdorp. Yeah. Regardless, I want to play him. I'd no, play I wouldn't play him. Else. I'd
1: run with other Perez or maybe give Calafiori a shot and just reward yeah. him
0: with an extension.
1: Yeah.
0: Young talent, up and coming, can play in that spot. Um, I, th- I think for Roma, the side they got to worry about is, sorry, is the left side. Left so side, Spinazzola. Yes. You got to reinforce Spinazzola. Yes. Because mm-hmm. his his game going forward is great. His game in the defensive end is a bit questionable. You have to uh, reinforce him. Roger Banez has got to be on that game. Yeah. And you need someone with a bit of steel in the midfield. So, like I said, Cristante... It's either... VR maybe I think he's more of a ball playing midfielder than a, a destroyer of the but maybe ball. Maybe
1: you do put Cristante in the mid. Maybe the so back, yeah. It's either yeah it's, either yeah. it's either
0: yeah. It's either you play Cristante as a ball playing midfield uh, ball playing defender or yeah. you play him in the midfield to break up plays. You got to yeah. do one or the other. Yeah. And maybe he puts him in the midfield. You play Paul Lopez because yeah. he has good feet and he, he can make those long passes. He
1: definitely can. He definitely.
0: I see that's how he's gonna set up the team. Yeah, I think so
1: too. This, like I said, this is a game you bounce back from. I think Romo win this game comfortably.
0: I think so, too. I don't think they have anything to uh, worry about too Cal- much. Caleri, their chance is going to come off. It's going to be a set piece. Yeah. Zappa running down the wing wins yeah. a corner, and then they get a corner kick, and then you yeah. have guys like Godin, Pavoletti, if he gets on. yeah, uh, They have they have pretty decent ball winners no they uh, do but well, I don't think that's going to make a difference yeah. in this game Caleri yeah they don't yeah. have too many options of breaking down Roma yeah. Roma really
1: you know the objective is top four you want to go into the holiday break in the top four if you win this game you lose this game you're possibly out of the top four and you're playing catch up yeah if this is a game you don't want to drop take the Roma win Roma both of win. us are you to take
0: that who's next here
1: Milan hosting Lazio at the Giuseppe Meazza is this uh, the finale here? Nope, there's a garbage game for the finale. Finale, yeah, yeah. So Milan hosting Lazio at the Giuseppe Meazza. Milan decimated by injuries. This plays into Lazio's favor, but Lazio playing a midweek game, lack of depth. What Lazio is going to show up? Right.
0: That's the question. Is
1: it the Lazio that's going to show up against that show up against top? And hey, if Lazio win this game and you back to back. Claim scalps. That's a huge statement for lots of they're, they're easily back into the thick of things if they yeah, win this they game, are. they are right. They're back in the thick of things, and that's for top
0: four, everybody. That's not for screw that though. They're Th- long. This gone could for completely Scudetto. change the Their trajectory the season for them and for Milan. This could change the season,
1: absolutely. Um, the amount of injuries on Milan is enormous. Whole midfield, Rebic is out, Zlatan is out, uh. And the thing I... You have a Ro, Alessio Romagnoli who's, like you said, playing passenger.
0: To Kalulu. To which Kalulu. shouldn't be happening.
1: No. Now you have a young Kalulu who's been playing well, but now these guys are going to be tested against a Luis Alberto and a Chido Immobile that's red hot right now. How are they going to be able to handle that? I don't know. This. I, I think... And, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, no, you go, you go. I think... Look, if we break break it down, Defensive on the wings, Teo Hernandez offers a little more than what Lazio can handle. I, I don't think Lazio too worried about that. Midfield-wise, it's going to be interesting to see who shows up. Lazio should have the edge. They have the, they have all their starters yeah, in the midfield. I agree with that. They should be able to walk through them. Attacking-wise, you got to give the edge to Lazio too. Because Chido Immobile is red hot. Luis Alberto is doing what he's doing.
0: And they're going up against. Who are they going up against? Leal? Leao's speed. And maybe that can be a, a weakness in the Lazio team because they do got a big, you know, they got big defenders. And yeah. Radu's not the quickest. Echerby's not no. the quickest. Patrick has got some speed to him. And uh, Luis Felipe, he's got some speed to them. So they can't yeah. counter the speed. It's just a matter of Leal has to be intelligent with his they moves. Have they have to. They And he needs support from his team. For sure. And this will be the most interesting game
1: I think, of the match day. And here's what I'm thinking. Okay? So, all, all the games on Wednesday, except for one game, are at 245. Inter's game's at 1230. Inter wins that game. Milan's going to be, you said, they're watching the table. They're watching the 100%, scoreboard. 100%. Milan knows we dropped this game. Enters Winter Champions. Yeah, enters first in the race, and then we we got to play catch up.
0: And that's morale destroying when you've been first all season, big time. Yeah,
1: big time. And they're gonna feel so much pressure. I think it's all a mental game for them right now. Mm -hmm. I think Simone Inzaghi, with what he's done with his team, survive. He survived. He got through to the round of sixteen. They're just we. They're inconsistent, but they can claim a scalp. And as much as I hate to say this, I think Lazio is going to surprise everybody and they're going to steal this game and they're going to win this game. You got to take advantage of the lack of the lack of starters that are in this AC Milan lineup. It'll be interesting to see how Stefano Pioli pieces this team together. And you got to remember, yes, they have a that their attack is not that great. Their midfield is it's their whole B team for their midfield they have some options on the wing, but they're also going up against one of the most informed goalkeepers in Italy, Pepe Reina. Yeah. So as much
0: as I, it kills me to say this, I think Lazio is going to win this game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you look at it, it's all going to come down to this team setups. Yeah, big time. There's, I don't really rate Lazidi or Matisic, and you know they're going to start for Lazio yeah. on the wings. That's their, for me, their glaring weakness is yeah. their wings. Now... Milan's team, Hakan Kalanoglu, always starts in the left wing, left attack and midfield yeah. position. Because the left side is Theo Hernandez. So, what he wants is Hakan to come into the middle. Yeah. So, what that allows is for an overload with uh, Brahim Diaz, Kessie, yeah. whoever his partner is. Kessie not in this game. Oh, he's not even in this game. He's has got suspended. Yikes. So, <laughs> it's going to be Brahim Diaz. Krunic and whoever he's paired with. Yeah. Hakan Kalinoglu. So you always have a four... You're going to have a four-way battle in the midfield between Luis Alberto, Milinkovic, Savic, and you're going to have uh, Lucas Leva who's going to have to deal with the run-ins of Hakan Kalanoglu. Yeah. if Lucas Leva has a good game and he can shut down Hakan Kalanoglu, that's a big part of Milan's game gone. Big time. Now, if Lazio is able to shut down Hakan, like I said, the weaknesses are going to be Lazeri and Mautic. I don't think... I think Calabria and Theo Hernandez are better players. I think they will beat them. So then what it's gonna come down to is, can uh, Patrick or f- uh, Felipe Luis, can he deal with Theo Hernandez's attacks on the left? And not a lot of people can. No. He's a huge weapon. Cause Haken's gonna preoccupy Leyva. Yeah. Leva can no longer go out wide and stop that play. Milinkovic-Savic is not a great defender. No. Either is Luis Alberto. So, Theo Hernandez is gonna get tons of time on the ball. Definitely. On the other side of it, you have Salamakers and Calabria are going to be running at thing for the same reasons that I said. Luis Alberto is not a great defender. Uh, Whoever it is, I don't think he should play Radu, but whoever is the defender for Lazio, you're going to have to more so be wary. I think Calabria is more of a decoy for Salamakers to make runs, and you got to be aware of Salamakers. You always got to be aware of his late runs into the box. I think the striker for Milan it really doesn't matter I think it's null and void I yeah. don't think they're going to do anything Yeah, just because the defense for Lazio is so good it's going to come down to those movements off the wings how can how well he can take Leva out of the game and how much and, and, and it's going to come down to Salamaker's can he get onto the ball from a Theo Hernandez cross Yeah, it's going to be all about Theo Hernandez I think that's what Pioli is going to be banking on him because really like you said your midfield's gone and for Lazio, what it's going to come down to is when we win that ball in the midfield, can we launch it into the spaces and take advantage of the space now that Theo leaves behind? Can we take advantage of the 2v2 battle with Korea Chiro against Kalulu and Romagnoli? And can Savage and uh, Luis Alberto take advantage of the fact that they're not going to be playing against regular City ass starters and they're really good at shooting outside the box and if they can get on the ball and take those shots outside the box, Lazio can, can score. So I feel like Lazio have more opportunity to get goals in this game as opposed to Milan. For Milan, yeah. it's going to be very hard. They really don't have too many options going forward. It's really going to come down to Theo, I think, because I believe Hakken is going to be marked out of the game. And it's gonna come down to yeah, how Milan can beat Lazio on the wings, and uh, we'll see if Simu- Simone Inzaghi how he deals with that threat on the wings. Yeah, that's what, how I think uh, the game's gonna go. I I think I don't think Lazio is gonna lose. That's my prediction. I think it will be a draw. If a if draw? Milan win, it will be off of uh, a moment of brilliance. Like you to take strike. the draw. I think a draw. I, I just don't think Lazio are gonna lose. I
1: don't think Lazio are going to lose either. They're going to do everybody a favor and win. So, Juliano is telling you to take the tie. I'm telling you to take Lazio to win this game. Now, final game. Another relegation six-pointer here. La Spezia hosting Genoa in a...
0: This is huge. A a derby. Yeah, this is a derby. Uh, Liguria. I don't know what this derby is called, but it's in Liguria. Yeah. They both share the same city. Yeah. Uh, Genoa and Spezia. Right? So... Beautiful part of Italy. Yeah.
1: Beautiful part of
0: Italy. If anyone ever gets a chance to ever go back when all this crap's done, uh, go to Liguria because it's beautiful there. Yeah. What do you think? Well, this is going to be an important game for both Spezia and Genoa.
1: I think it's more important for Genoa. Usually, when you see a a change in the guard, you see a result happen. Unless unless you're Cesare (laughs) Pandelli. Ballardini is. Is Genoa, he's going to be their savior. This Genoa team's got some good pieces. I just don't think they were ever set up successfully to win. I don't win. think so either. And they're going up against a special team that's playing confident, but knows what their identity is, and that's to survive. And Genoa, this is this game is really important for Genoa Because Genoa right now are four points away from safety Spezia is one of those teams that can catch Spezia is one of those teams that's four points ahead of them If Spezia wins this game, Spezia goes seven points ahead of them If Genoa wins this game, they're only one point behind Spezia One point away from safety Huge, I cannot underestimate this Huge must-win game for Genoa here And you know what? I think they're going to do it I think they're going to pull it off And they're going to go into the break knowing we're one point away from safety. I just think Genoa has got got some great talent, like Torino, just not set up to succeed. And mentally, they're not there. Maybe Ballardini can bring this team, bring some life into this team, revive them a little bit, get them into the lower mid-table. So if you're going to make a statement and if you're Davide Baradini, you want to come out and say, we're going to come out, we're going to beat Spezia, we're going to get start off on the right track, and then when we come back from the holiday, we're going to start smashing and doing what we got to do.
0: Yeah, with with Genoa, Maran was tinkering way too much. He, way he, he'd too go from three-man defense to four-man defense to yeah. one guy up top to two guys at top. You never knew what the heck this guy was going yeah. to do, and I think that got to his players. For sure it did. Inconsistency, you never know what the heck's going on. For sure it did. Now, Ballardini, what are we going to see? I think he normally plays a 4-4-2, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he was a three-man def- uh I don't think he was three-man a three-man defense. defense I think he's either. a solid 4-4-2, two banks. Break me yeah. down, I'm going to get you on the counter. That's his style. I do think it helps uh, Genoa. The only problem is Genoa... They've let me down so much with Z- Zappacosta, I thought was going to be so much better, Luca Pellegrini I thought was going to be better, Marcello I'm disappointed in, and I'm disappointed in, Christian Zabata I'm disappointed in, these guys are all veterans in Syria. they've all been playing like Serie chi players. Um, and you have on the opposite, a team that plays the same way every game, Spezia. We're gonna come at you, attack possession football. Use our wings because they have really strong wingers in it. Agudelo and uh, oh. Gaiassi. Zola can score goals. Great midfield can win battles in the midfield. Play aggressive. They have no problems doing that, and they don't have a problem switching it up. You don't have to always play short passes. They like to play long ball too if they have to. They have a lot of pieces for the game. Genoa they are a lot more one-dimensional everything had to come from the right side everything was long balls once they conceded it was done they didn't know how to bring the game forward into the opposition's net which is surprising with so many great talented players and ballardini fixed that in such a short amount of time i don't think so i think he's just gonna say (laughs) training session number one sit back don't do nothing i want a clean sheet i don't care I just want a clean sheet. I don't even think he cares for a win. I just don't want to concede a goal. And I think, uh, that's, what's going to happen. I think you're going to get a draw. You're going to see a very stubborn Genoa team. Just sit back the entire 90 minutes. If they do score, it's going to be off a corner or off a, a break. Cause Spezia is just so desperate to score. I just think Genoa are going to go full lockdown <laughs> and that's it Okay for, for a better word, full lockdown. And, uh, because right now, they got no other options. Yeah. And it's very hard to train a team to do anything else than play defense. And when was he hired just yesterday? Or was he hired today? I think probably he was hired probably. this morning. Probably this morning. But yeah. So really, he has no time to do anything with his team. I think I beg to differ. I think you're going to see
1: a big reaction. Yeah. We'll see. It'll we'll be see. a big F you to Maran. <laughs> Thanks. So Juliano's telling you to take the draw. I'm telling you to take Genoa to win this game. That sums up our preview for Match Day 14. Um, is there anything you want to talk about specifically? or No. Okay, so I got some transfer news. So some a couple of big signings, I think, in my books. The first one is Atalanta confirming uh, the, the signing of Joachim Ma- Maile. Sorry if I mispronounced the name. He's... Uh, He's he's Danish. Uh, he's been uh, playing for uh, Ghent in the uh, Gank, sorry, in the Belgium Pro League. Uh, he's had quite a quite a quite a resume. Um, he so with Gank uh, last year. He was with Gank in that group with Napoli and Liverpool, and he played in those games. Um, and he scored two goals during the under twenty one European Championship in Italy. So he had quite a quite a bit of a resume there. He's done quite a bit. Uh, he also won uh, Belgium. Uh, he won also won the Belgian Pro League with Gank last year, and uh, he's only 23 years old. Uh, he's won two Belgian Super Cups, or sorry, he's won the sec- He won uh, he won a Belgian Super Cup last year as well with Gank, or earlier this season, and uh, he's already made his debut with uh, the. Senior squad of De- of Denmark uh, making his debut against Belgium in September 2020, so earlier this year, and uh, he's got one goal in six appearances with the Denmark senior team. So, and he the one problem though. So they confirmed it for around 10 million. This is where Miley prefers to play, and Hans Hattebor's position. Hmm. So here's a guy with a bright future, huge upside. He's going to have to play second fiddle to Hans Hatteboer because we know Hans Hatteboer is guess putting these gold two on that
0: side. Well, you got to prove yourself. You can't
1: just... Yeah, you got to prove yourself. But it's good to see that Atalanta are starting to make these strides going back to the youth and developing. Um, that's what they're known for because I think Atalanta know that Hans Hatteboer is going after this season. I'm surprised he came back for this International season. And, yeah.
0: And Atalanta really have no one after him. No, yeah, they the don't. Apoli, Mojica is more of a left-sided player than yeah. they're not. Hans Hattemore.
1: No, definitely not. So, that's a big move, I think, for Atalanta. A very smart move on uh, on their part. Uh, Another one I want to talk about. Now, a lot of people are not talking about this, uh, but I want to talk about it, is we are... Roma is in in rumblings uh, with uh, FC Dallas to be bringing in Brian Reynolds, who is a right back. He was an attacking winger that was converted to a fullback. And he was linked previously with Juventus and Milan. But it looks like Roma's the transfer fee has been agreed to. Uh, They now just have to work out fine details with Brian Reynolds. He's only 19 years old. He made uh, he signed his professional contract with FC Dallas senior team at the age of 15 years old. This guy screams to me
0: Alfonso Davies, Chengiz no,
1: no. This guy screams Alfonso Davies to me. Here's a guy that's played an attacking winger that's been converted to a fullback, just like Alfonso Davies was. Uh, has a huge upside to him. Seven and a half million dollars for the move is pretty reasonable, and one point five million dollar year per year contract. Um, With Roma, I think this is a good move. Obviously, they know that they cannot run. They keep running with Karsdorp and Bruno Perez. Karsdorp, to me, is out the door. They just couldn't find a loan in time or or a transfer in time. That's the only reason why Karsdorp stayed this year. And Fonseca's like, well, if he stays, I might as well use him. That's the way he uses Juan Jesus, right? If if these guys are getting a paycheck, they might as well use him. Yep. So Karsdorp's on the way out. Uh, Bruno Perez is a good option off the bench. Califiori is not, is uh,
0: not, a, not it's not city level yet.
1: He's not city level yet, but he doesn't play he doesn't he's not naturally in that position. He can offer more in the midfield in my opinion. So this signing, potential signing of Brian Reynolds for me is a very smart move by Roma, a team that is in a rebuild. If you can sign this guy, confirm the signing and he turns out to be like an Alfonso Davies, even seventy-five percent, the guy at player Alfonso Davies is, you've got a
0: bargain. Or he's going to turn out to be a Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and no. we're just going to laugh at him. I
1: think, <laughs> I think he's a sensation. I'm very, very excited about
0: this potential you signing. You are my fans. I'm
1: very excited.
0: He would become the second American player ever. Did you know I- about him until you read about him? What's that? Did you even know about him before you read about him? When I heard No, you didn't. So this kid's all hype right no, now. He's not all. We'll hype. see when he's he not to the city, at, I watched him in MLS. I guarantee you if you're to ask the majority of soccer fans, football fans, no one would know who this kid is.
1: No one knew who Alfonso Davies
0: was. We knew. We, of if we watch he did. MLS, we knew who Alfonso Davies was. Well, sure he's one crazy. of the be, He was one of the best players in the MLS for Vancouver. <laughs> this kid I don't know who he is. And, and I've watched MLS.
1: Mark my words. So we we'll see how good Mark he is. my words. Brian Reynolds.
0: The next hot to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody
1: will ever, 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 ever take that helm. Brian Reynolds, watch out for this kid. You've heard it here. December. <laughs> was it? December 21st, 2020. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic. You heard it here. Christian attack will tell you to watch out for Brian Reynolds. Pandemic signing. <laughs> <laughs> He's only the second player to ever play for Roma. Does everyone know who the f- only player, the first player was? The only player for Roma? The, he is the second American player to join oh, Roma. Oh, it's a play-
0: Bradley. Michael Bradley. Michele
1: Bradley. Toronto FC captain Michael Bradley.
0: Cup winner with TFC.
1: MLS Cup winner phenomenal captain phenomenal leader with everything that he's done for this Toronto FC team he's been absolutely fantastic I loved him at Roma he was great we've been following him since his Cable Verona days we used to have this run along joke Jules and I would go to the game we'd critique Michael Bradley whenever he made a mistake <laughs> oh you must have learned that in the Cable Verona days when he had a brilliant move that's the Roman in him the Rossi taught him that no, it's Michael Bradley. Jokes aside, phenomenal player. Would be it's a big, big torch to carry for Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. <laughs> Brian Reynolds. <laughs> so look out for this player. He is, I think, gonna be something special. And if if a team that's focused on youth, especially with a sporting director like Tiago.
0: Watch out. They're due for it hit now after signing all these youth flops. Uh, okay. So they're due for something. You know why? You, <laughs> you, you
1: can never be positive. You can never be positive about Roma.
0: Does that wrap up the transfer rumors? That
1: wraps up, I think, the transfer rumors. There's nothing really else going on. I know it's pretty much a done deal, but we're going to get El Sharaoui on loan in January once the transfer window opens. Yeah. He's been in Rome training since September, so he's basically coming in because... He wants to make the Euro t- the Euro team, uh, and he needs to play.
0: I like that. I, I like that. I like yeah. El Shadawi. El Shidawi
1: coming back home to Roma is a good choice. We, It offers another attacking option on the left His side. His best
0: season was as a striker when he was playing for Milan. You know what? Maybe yeah. give him a run up top.
1: Well, if you're Paulo Fonseca. He I don't, know why, I don't know why we got rid of him in the first
0: place, to be honest. Money, money talks.
1: Yeah, FIFA fair play or UEFA fair play or financial fair play, the whatever garbage. You know what bothers me about that? And I know we got, I know we got to wrap it up. But this is what bothers me about f- fair play. You have teams like Manchester City and Juventus and they can sign whoever they want and bring in whoever they want. But then you got teams like Roma and these teams that are trying to strive in the top four and they get hammered with fair play, hammered. And we don't have. Half the payroll that a team like Manchester City or PSG has, and they, those guys get away with murder. It's just wrong in my opinion. But that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> but in that case,
0: that's everything. That's everything. Are we going back on before Christmas? No, right? The games that's are thir- the, the games are Thursday.
1: Yeah, the games are Wednesday. That, Tuesday, which is Wednesday. Christmas Eve. Yeah, games are Tuesday, Wednesday. Then it's Christmas Eve.
0: And then they play again January. So Third. yeah, so but we'll come back for a quick. We'll come, come back and maybe for a review preview
1: a review and preview of the days before so to everybody whatever you celebrate happy holidays merry christmas
0: bon natale bon natale
1: yeah and uh we understand it's a very strange holiday this year but uh stay safe enjoy the time with your family and uh hope san nicola santa is good for you it's good to everybody
0: yeah um, and if you cheer for Roma you got, you might get a Pandora and a lump of coal
1: no never never see San, San Nicola is always good to me because I'm I'm half Bares, and our patron saint is Saint Nicholas himself we actually stole his body <laughs> from Turkey and built the basil- brought it back the body and built the Basilica it's we're a city of thieves turned uh turned into good faith, I think that's what they call it.
0: So it's uh, like you're signing here, you guys are signing Ryan Rattles. Ryan that wasn't <laughs> even San Nicola, <laughs> that was Saint Nick. <laughs>
1: okay, whatever. So, Merry Christmas, Bon Natale, Happy New Year as well. If we don't catch you before the new year, and uh, we know it's been a crazy year, and we know 2021 is going to be absolutely fixed. it's going to be a, a much better year. So, hang in there, enjoy the holidays
0: same the best gift you can give us is give us a review five stars mention us something yeah we would appreciate so much and Uh, some uh, questions yeah look forward to uh getting back to you guys in the new year
1: all right ciao ragazzi ciao